Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 217. This is a Halloween episode edition. I have a very, very special guest, Rick the Creeper, the host of the Creepcast Podcast. Rick, what up, man? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me. Woo, man, man. I'm just going to say hashtag team no sleep. And uh, <laughs> I'm, to be honest, I was, I'm kind of looking forward for this episode because... I'm going to release this on Halloween. There you go, brother. Perfect uh, perfect time. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I will say this. You have been killing it. So to me, I'm it's, trying. An, it, I'm trying. it's an honor to be on your platform because you, you do more than I do. You're advertising all the time. I, I see you more in my feed than anything on Instagram. I'm like, I'm tired of seeing this mother effort. It's like, <laughs> it's just like you're, you're, you're out there. You're out there with the algorithms and just... Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why it's an honor for this to be on this platform. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh, you know, earlier today, I, I did like a little reel just to have any questions. I got uh, two or three people asked for questions, like, from you and everything. Okay. And, and I have to say, it's an honor to have you on because um, I want to get into it. Um, I first heard of you. You were on episode four of the Freaking Tales podcast with Tony A. With Tony A, yeah. And when I heard that episode, I was like, dude, I got to follow this guy. <laughs> I was like, because I'm into, like, horror podcasts. And it's, I mean, I'm trying to find who's who's, like... I started listening to your podcast, Freaky Tales. Uh, there's another podcast in Canada. I mean, I just like spooky stuff. And now we're in the time of the month. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. For some of us, it's year-round, but more so this time of the month. But uh, yeah, Tony, Tony's a Tony's a G. I was dumbfounded he wanted me to come on. I really? Like, well, because I listened to the dude's music, the artist he worked with. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I was a 90s adolescent, a teenager, so I'm like, this is a guy that worked with High C and DJ Quick and like NWA and Dre and all that. I'm like, and, he, and I'm going to his house, and then um, I, I do an impersonation of, of Tony the Wizard, but we'll, we'll do it later. But uh, yeah, walking in and I'm like, he's 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 just normal dude, humble. And I was just I was more than honored to be on there. And ever since then, I think I text him on a daily basis. But uh, mm. it was just an honor to be on there. And he's he's an amazing man. What he's done with Rodium Radio and Freaky Tales and his music, you know, the pr production and producing people. And it's just it's a trip. That guy works more harder than me. I don't know how he has the energy. He's older than me, too. <laughs> That's the thing, too. He works out. He, he takes care of himself. And Tony's like, I like to work out. This is my personation, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Uh, I like to work out five to six days a week. And I do the Freaky Tales podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to get you on because you have an interesting uh, podcast, an interesting story. And, and also, you do a lot of... Uh, Costumes, you know, you, you do like haunted stuff and yeah, everything. Yeah. So um, before we get to all that stuff, um, I want to get to know you. Uh, tell me uh, you know, a, little, a little bit about yourself. What do you want to know exactly? Uh, where you grew up at? Uh, well, obviously for Southern California, mainly in, in uh, San Gabriel Valley, Hassan High La Puente area. I spent probably every weekend with my grandparents in the city of Montebello. Um, you know, they're originally from Mexico and they settled in L.A., but they, for some reason, they said they settled right there in Montebello on the border of, like, Commerce and East L.A. And my grandfather was a union carpenter. Oh, wow. And that dude did everything. He was a, a semi-pro baseball player in Mexico. Really? Yeah. And then uh, he worked the railroads here in um, in the south and he went in, he worked the fields in Salinas. And then he ended up here in, you know, East L.A. area, City of Commerce. And then he became a union carpenter and they lived in this little duplex house. I mean, to me, it was probably huge, but I was a kid. This, this, it was a spooky old house too, you know. And then, um, in East LA Commerce area, and he was a union carpenter for, uh, um, I think, a furniture manufacturer. And I spent every weekend there. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because he allowed me to watch whatever. 
So we're watching horror movies on the Saturday matinee on Channel 9 and Elvira. Elvira. Yeah, and so it's like, he let me watch everything. And, and like, for, during Halloween, he'd make me, like, you know, tombstones. Because he'd converted his workshop, uh, the garage, into a workshop. Okay. So he's making me tombstones, you know, on the, on the wooden lathe machine and carving them by hand or whatever. And he had one of those old school, like, uh, back in the day, like, the technique, like, turntables that was inside a cabinet with the A-track. And it was amplified and it had the stereo. And he had, like, these old, like, Halloween vinyls you could play. And it was, like, spooky sounds. Like, something you would play, like, in a haunted house. Or it was, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, ghost stories by, like, Boris Karloff. Or, like, by really? Vincent Price. And I was, like, what was my grandfather doing with this stuff? So, mm-hmm. him him allowing me to watch his movies and, like, you know, and listen to all these things. I'm, like, I wonder why. It, it explains a lot how I became. Like, I got into the Halloween, you know, the, ho- the holiday of Halloween and, like, the decorations. And eventually yeah. working part, you know, working in attractions and doing photo shoots and then, you know watching the movies mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i pretty much grew up in um southern california like the la la county area wow and somehow i ended up out here in, in orange county i don't know how that happens <laughs> yeah when you were living around that area and uh talking with you talking earlier about your dad i mean what did he have you find all this stuff like all these like spooky like did he have it was like vinyls and stuff like like to listen to almost like podcasts in his time what it was just it was like these these pressings they released where you could play like in a haunted house or like a party. Gotcha. And um, a lot of it was just like you know like ooh and like chains rattling and ghost noises or whatever. And the other ones were like um, like something like Vincent Price telling ghost stories, like or like Vincent Price t- you know um, reading, doing the narrative of like of like Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh. And at the same time, you hear these cuckoo stories from like you know. Like from your relatives, and Uncle Willie, he'd tell me the cuckoo stories where he grew up at, you know, like La Mano Pechona, which I still don't know what. Can I cuss on here? No, go, go or, for it. I, Fuck it. I still don't know what it fucking means, La Mano Pechona, whatever. Someone knows that they let me know. Or like, you know, the lady in white. And he told me all these creepy ass stories. And I'm like, damn. So, like, you know, you have the relatives telling you, you better be careful, the devil's gonna get you. Or like, but at the same time, they let me like watch movies, listen to the music, and then, you know, do whatever we wanted. So, uh, it all, it all came from that. Just like, I guess my family and my upbringing. Man, dude, like having having a cool dad like that, telling, like talking about ghost stories and this, and now look at your place. It's all like Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween like, lights everywhere, yeah. I know, man. This is like <laughs> badass, man. My lady be like, oh, my lady loves Halloween stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. But um, there's also stories. I always hear about stories in Mexico. Yeah. Like the Duende. Yeah, there's some just... Like just from Arona. Yeah, yeah, that too. And the, you know, ghost stories and like the Chupacara and then vampiros and like you know, it's like every town had their own lore. Mm-hmm. And um, my uncle came, Uncle Willie. Uh, he came from um, Tuscueca, which I believe is a small town in the state of Jalisco, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And you know, he lived in this tiny little town where like some parts didn't even have electricity, and some of the roads weren't even paved. It was just dirt, like straight out of the 1800s still. And I went there as a kid you know, in the 80s. And he would tell us these stories here, you know, living in the U.S. And we go visit. I'm like, oh, so we're going to go to this creepy-ass town you told us about. And it looks like a horror movie. The the, the town square with the big, you know, Catholic church and mm-hmm. old buildings. And then as soon as the sun went down, it got dark. It got dark. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is the church where we saw the hellhounds. Because, oh. because there's no electricity. There's, like, nothing but, like, la- like lanterns. Yeah. Or like, or, like, there was maybe street lights every so often. And I'm like, we're going to walk down the street. He's like, oh, yeah, this is where we saw the, you know, the, the lady in white. Oh, thanks. You know? What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and he would share these stories with his kids. I don't know if he did like just to mess with us. Mm-hmm. But some of the, he was like, he was to this day, he's like, remember those stories I tell you? And I'm like, well, tell us again. And he's dead serious. Yeah, we saw this. We saw that. 
you know, we saw this faceless man and this woman being hung in the trees, these hellhounds ter- terrorizing the town. What? Hellhounds? Yeah, uh, he told us a story where the hellhounds would, uh, <laughs> they'd hang out outside the church when people, when they went to, to mass. And there are these dogs, the dogs that, that they're like breathing fire and their eyes were glowing. Sounds like Castlevania. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was watching Castlevania on Netflix. I was like, hell, the hellhounds were like, right? chop killing people left and right. So he tells these stories. Then we go visit the town and um, we're walking down the street and we got attacked by these chickens. Like, like I don't know if they're like wild chickens or something. They belong to someone. And the town folk are laughing at us because they're all, you better be careful going down that street. And they see, you know, oh, mira the gringos, you know, mm-hmm. oh, these guys from the U.S., but it's like when we went, the, the local townspeople, like, they played it up more. Mm-hmm. But you're a kid, you don't know anything else. And you go visit this town, you hear all these creepy stories about, and you're like, that's the church. Mm-hmm. That's the building where we saw this. Oh, this is the streets where we saw that. And I'm like, what? A lot of weird stuff in Mexico. It's, a tr- it's, an, old, it's an old country. Prior to being settled by Europeans, even like in, indigenous people. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of history, a lot of lore. So who knows? Aliens, you know. Oh, I believe in all that stuff. I'm in, I'm in so deep into like alien stuff because I feel like it's they're here. They're here. They're here. I don't think we're the only species here. That's I don't think so. You ever heard of um, the Battle of Los Angeles? I, I heard of it. That was over in by San Pedro. Pedro, like, kind of the port area. They yeah. thought there were Japanese planes and they're flying, shooting stuff in the sky. Yeah, they, I heard they, about that. They, Macar- Fort MacArthur, right? Yeah. Yeah. They wrote it off as like weather balloons. And what it was, these automated gun turrets were stationed there because of during World War II. Because, you know, supposedly the, you know, Nazi subs were, were patrolling off the coast or like Japanese planes. Mm-hmm. Um, so people claim it was aliens. Mm-hmm. And there's black and white footage of it. And some people um, claim it was all oh, the t- their turrets went off by accident. And eventually, like the U.S. Army or whatever news was at the time, they're like, oh, it was weather balloons, you know, that mm-hmm. triggered these turrets. And uh, because there was like these circular figures up in the sky. Yes. And people were claiming that if you look at the black and white footage, you can see these 50 cal gun turrets or 30 cal gun turrets shooting off through these through these objects. And the, the, the bullets were going right through. Not like they were piercing and damaging. They just went right through. Mm-hmm. My eyes, if that's a balloon, it's going to get damaged. It's going to go down. Yes. But uh, that's the whole, like, you know, the, the urban legend of aliens being seen off the coast, the coast of Pedro, mm-hmm. where the U.S. Army was stationed. I, mean, I, I heard a lot of stories that there's bases under the water. That's crazy. I heard there was said there was a UFO base by the Solomon Islands by New Guinea, mm-hmm. and you see they're just coming out left and right. There are Mariana Islands, Atlanta, uh, Bermuda Triangle, a lot of weird stuff like that. It's a trip when you see like, um, and they they loosely refer to it in like the stupid Alien versus Predators movies where there's structures that are identical in Asia to like the pyramids like in South America, and it's like you're talking two different continents, two different cultures, but then they have the same. The same distinctive like structure as far as pyramids, and to mm-hmm. that point, we found pyramids like in Alaska, mm-hmm. and it's just it's crazy. It's just there's so there's so much out there. Who knows? Yeah, because I when you brought up the Egypt and all, because I was uh, hearing this new podcast called Theories of the uh, Third Kind, mm-hmm. and they were talking about they said they uh, found the city of Atlantis. Oh yeah, it was I think it was over by the Sierra Desert. Yeah. That's where, because if you look at the, 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 the sand, it's like, it looks like ocean sand. There's pebbles and everything. You'll find like remains of like uh, petrified fish. Yeah. And like seashells. Yes. And water erosion. Like in like, we see too, like in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Not just like freshwater, like sea salt. Mm-hmm. How, are, how are we finding like conches or shells from like, let's say like a sea urchin or whatever that lived in the ocean, like in the middle of a landlocked state? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. Because Paleo talks about that, that Egypt will they'll send those people to go to Atlantis and they, they, they would gather back all the knowledge and everything and they would make all these periods. But there's some stuff that they don't want us to search because they found. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's a lot of weird stuff, you know, like in Sierra Desert. A lot of UFO sightings, a lot of weird stuff. Like they just don't want us to know. Like Area 51 out in... Um... Nevada. Nevada. I was gonna say California. Mm-hmm. I read. I read this years ago. And again, who knows? This is just theory that the alien craft that that's stored there, yes. which I guess they found like in the fifties or whatever. That's how the U.S. government was able to implement like stealth technology on their fighters. Yes, the fighter planes mm-hmm. from this this aircraft, mm-hmm. fiber optic technology, and mm-hmm. and cellular technology, mm-hmm. and it's all from supposedly this alien aircraft. And they talk about it loosely in a couple of movies, like Area Fifty One. A little, little like give a little bits of it yeah. here and there. It's just it's a trip, like you know how much, and it's weird because like you always see these alien sites, and it's always like the news platforms from like Mexico. They show everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you see like these light formations, like in like in, in sequence in line, like flying over Mexico City. What was it? It was like years ago. Mexico was celebrating. Um, I don't know if it was the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. I think it was because. Uh, Technically, Mexico has two different independences from mm-hmm. France and Spain. And I think it was the 16th of December in Mexico City. And you see the, the helicopters from the Mexican Air, uh, Air Force flying over the city. In the background, you see these oval figures illuminating, like hovering in the air. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you explain that? That's weird. Yeah. And there's like no one, you can't, you try to go, you try to get it and you can't. No. It's weird. There's so much out there. I, I, like, again, we're not the only intelligence being beings out there. I, I doubt it. Yeah. I believe in time portal because they said there was a portal in uh, Iraq that they found, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's almost like Stargate. Yeah, that's a, they say that, but they don't want it. They don't want it. They deny it, but they said they found it. Yeah, it said maybe that's why they're going to Iraq. You know, the military. So there's stuff that is maybe they're using it for something to change something. Going back in time to change something. I don't know. There's been something going on in in uh, Antarctica. I. I was glad that you brought that up because people think, Mega Man, you're loony. No, I think there's something over there. This is why you have multiple countries um, building like these, not settlements, but these encampments down there. And I don't think necessarily it's because of resources, unless they found like minerals or oil or whatever. Is it Area 113? I think so. 113, 100, something. I'll look it up later, but... That's something where they were talking about there's military people, uh, chancellor, presidents are just going over there every two weeks. Mm-hmm. We don't know. They said there's another civilization under there. They said there's a picture that there's a crack hole that you can go down there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff. Because technically, um, I don't think Antarctica belongs to any country. No, and you can't, and you can't conquer it. Yeah. You can't go to war with it. So what they did was, I think after World War II, because back then there was still like colonization. like you know, Nazis were there. Yeah. And pass after 1948? I think I so. Think so, yeah. This one, they're like, hey, you know, it's, and I'm probably butchering the way they did it, but mm-hmm. we're no longer going to colonize areas. So, like, no country had any right to it, but then you have, like, um, you know, they're no longer the Soviet Union. Russia's down there. The U.S. is down there. Mm-hmm. You have, like, you know, other countries going down there with these military settlements. It's like, why is the military there? In Antarctica, which is frozen tundra. Yes. So, who knows what's down there? It's, it's it, it makes me think and wonder what it what is down there is there is there another like UFO civilization reptilians we don't know who knows who knows it's just, that's another rabbit hole it's uh, and also they they said there's maybe something in Alaska going to the North Pole mm-hmm. who knows like we can't go to these certain areas there's so much out there that's you know we're unaware of like 
this is another rabbit hole just like government po projects like in the 50s like mk ultra mind uh mk ultra mind control oh yeah yeah and and and, and people have loosely said that it what it was it was the cia working on this project where they um were able to put their like soldiers into this program where they could subliminally um and their subconscious kind of like brainwash them. Mm -hmm. So when they heard, and they, and they talked about this in, in the, the Winter Soldier movie uh, in the Captain America. Yes. Where certain key words would trigger him. Yes. And he knew who to kill. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently the CIA was working on this and then Hollywood and entertainment got a hold of this. I see some crazy videos and I don't know if they're true or not where um, celebrities have doubles or like these clones. Beyonce? Yep. I yeah. seen one at Eminem. I see so many people. It's just, Jay Z, right? It's crazy. Yeah. And MK Ultra. It's uh, I guess it's a picture like like wireless devices tied to a network. Mm -hmm. And the way the MK Ultra works is the same thing, but with people, mm -hmm. where someone else is pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. And what happens to like our, our our wireless routers? They go down. What happens to your laptop? It disconnects from the internet. Mm -hmm. So there's been I seen videos where people like they disconnect, and they come back to realization. They're like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Huh?" And they're confused. And their handlers like, okay, it's time to move on. And I, I've seen it's crazy. Like, I think that's Beyonce. Yeah, I saw it a couple times. There was a basketball player where he froze like in mid conversation, like at a press conference. He froze and like his eyes just like just kind of dropped, and, and then his jaw opened up, and he, and he like 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 a mannequin. He just stood there, and he just like and when he came to, he kind of blinked, and he started he just started talking again. What basketball player it was? And I forget, but they're asking the conversation, and his face just drooped completely. Was it like almost like that movie, uh, Get Out? Like they put that tea, drink that tea, mm -hmm. and you're like in a just cell? like that, just Creepy. like that. And there's some crazy videos about MK Ultra, my control cloning. Like everyone says, "Oh my God, Dave Chappelle's a clone." He's an older dude. He looks older now. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that is true, but just to see these weird videos where you know people freeze or they just they get stuck on stupid, mm -hmm. it just or they go blank and they come to, and they're like, huh? And just uh, a lot of celebrities, like the Beyonce video. That's kind of weird. I can't yeah. explain that. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them. I yeah, it just hasn't dawned on me. But yeah, it's it's very creepy. And also, I was uh, looking into because uh, me and my lady, I want to take a trip to go to Frisco. And he said, "Well, if you're gonna be over there, why don't you go try pass by was it Bohemian Grove?" Yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's another one. That's another one. That's where a... that's where they started the they started the ideas of the nuclear bomb. Mm hmm. And all that with the the Manhattan the Manhattan project Manhattan and everything, project. the presidents are always there. Like a lot of weird stuff. A lot on. of a lot of like um, officials, government officials from different countries, prime ministers, presidents, Russian, Russian, everyone yeah, going back to years. Not everyone agrees with them, but um, Alex Jones years ago he Sneaked actually in. yep I saw I saw that footage back in God two thousand eight, and they do like a mock burning. And there's like a ritual. I heard it. It was very creepy. That's some, very that's some crazy. There's some, and, you, and, and you know what's funny? When you when uh, he approached people about it, like you know, people on the red carpet or senators, or he's like, hey, you're not supposed to talk about that. They're all, oh, it's just a private club. And some got offensive. Like some got defensive. They're like, you're not supposed to talk about that. We're talking about people from going back to like Gandhi went there. Uh, George W. and his dad. Clinton, you know, different prime ministers, different officials. And it's just, mm -hmm. who knows what they do there. I think a lot of it's like, okay, this is your time to be president now. Like, they, it's, you know, and her, like, like the Rothschilds, you know, Rockefeller, mm -hmm. like all the main, the major people with the banks and all that. Mm -hmm. I think they're the ones who really control the United States. I, I loosely, one world government, I believe. I, mm -hmm. I believe, and to dumb it down, everyone's in cahoots. So do you believe, going to a little rabbit hole, 
Do you believe that the, the, the Illuminati is the headquarters that is in the Denver airport? I never, I haven't heard that one. But um, I believe there is, there's societies, like going back to the Freemasons. Mm. Going back to the Free, they hide in plain sight. Mm -hmm. um, little side tangent. My dad used to wear this pinky ring. You know, the 80s, everyone wore gold bracelets. He had a pinky ring and it had a black opal, opal with a diamond in it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of looked like the Freemasons ring. And the fathers of the Freemasons was like a secret society. They're like the, the founding fathers of our country. Yes. And um, my dad, my dad was a drinker. He went to bars and all that. He's not around no more. And so someone came up to him and he had his hand on the bar, just like how I'm hand on the table right now. And someone said like a phrase to him. And I guess you're supposed to have a certain response back to the phrase to see if you're a, a, a member of the Freemasons. And my dad's like, huh? And the man's like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you. And he walked away. And the bartender's like, hey, um, he thinks you're a Freemason. My dad's like, what do you mean? He's like, your ring, it looks like a Mason ring. What's well, a trip? They hide in plain sight. Every city, every major city um, has a, like a, 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 Mason, uh, a Mason temple. One of the biggest Mason temples, I believe, is in downtown Pomona. It's a complex. Oh, wow. And they hide in plain sight. It's just, um, that's another thing, another rabbit hole. Like, um, you see their influence, like, in uh, the music industry, entertainment. Mm. It's just, uh, and you see their imagery. They believe, like, in the Eye of Ra and a lot of, a lot of Egyptian, like, um, I guess, influence. And you see these artists pay homage to that. Like, you see homage, like, Beyonce, Katy Perry. There's a video. I don't know what Katy Perry video is. I think she's a clown. She, she's out there. She's... Yeah, yeah. yeah she, mm -hmm. There's a video she has where they're in a classroom setting and the flooring's black and white checkered. Well, that's symbolic to the the Masons. Mm -hmm. Like their temples, they do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the Masons is a secret society. They have influence in everything from entertainment to the uh, financial institutes to government. And again, I'm, I'm just quoting things that I've read. Mm -hmm. Who knows how much truth there is? But mm -hmm. um, there's some stuff that Alex Jones talked about, like just like these rituals with the hip hop industry. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff, but also um, I I kind of think in like a little bit more deep where people like the the WikiLeaks, mm -hmm. you know, like all that stuff. Hey, hey, I need two little hot dogs or this, like these little codes. And I was hearing an episode and this government have a, a code called the Finders, which these government uh, kidnap kids mm -hmm. and, and trade them off to the black market and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's really creepy stuff. Like I, I think like... Every year, close to what one point two million kids are disappearing, yeah, and they don't know where they go. But there is some stuff that you'd be kind of thinking, like maybe they're underground because I heard that there there was some bases under New Mexico that goes really deep, 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 and there's like levels and there's tunnels that takes you all the way going to Washington D.C., mm -hmm. Texas, and all that stuff. Weird stuff that. Maybe they're just kidnapping the kids and using them as slaves. I don't know. I saw a video my cousin sent me where um, multiple WalMarts were being completely abandoned. Not 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 like leveled, like just they were being gutted out, mm -hmm. and they were being fenced off, fenced off, and like tons of surveillance footage, uh, cameras, and security. What? And then you saw military vehicles being stored there. And I'm like, what's up with he? He's one of these conspiracy guys. Yeah. He's just like, but he's like, yeah, what it is, it's a network of, uh, they're turning these Walmarts into like depots for the military. And eventually they're going to turn them into internment camps. He told me this a year ago before the C word. Mm -hmm. And look what's going on in Australia now. Oh, it's very crazy. And I was just like, 
What? Very crazy. Yeah. And I was like, and he showed me these videos. I'm like, why is the military occupying these, these, uh, Walmart? Why Walmart of mm-hmm. all places? Mm-hmm. And it was like in states where, you know, they're not as populated as Southern California or mm-hmm. like Nevada or Arizona, where maybe the Walmart might not survive. Mm-hmm. But it was like they're fencing them off and they had like armed guards and, and there was tons of like surveillance just everywhere. I heard there's tunnels under where they, they uh, you know, use those cargo for the military to, to use them under the tunnels so the public won't know what's yeah. going on and stuff I, like that. I believe that. I believe that. It's very creepy. It's just uh, for some kind of reason the world's kind of changing and there's a lot of weird stuff coming now. Then, um, you know, a lot of stuff is being censored. But um, the only place I usually go to is DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of the stuff that we don't, you don't talk about and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about these Area 51s, like Bob Lazar's coming out with all this stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, and Skid Rocker Ranch, like a lot of weird stuff is like, how come no one talks about it? It's like, no, that's, that's make-believe and stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. something like a, like a fake alien invasion. A lot of people are dismissive because they're like, oh, crazy conspiracists. And it's like, it's, I put it this way, the way the... Uh, and I'm gonna butcher this quote. The way the devil convinced people that he didn't, he wasn't real, is just he hid in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And but just, he loved music. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like if something's out there in the open, well, hey, if it was really a secret, you know, it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be available, it wouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I remember when we used to live. We, I lived. We lived in Inland Empire for a little bit when I was a kid. Oh wow! And right off the 57 freeway, and the 10 merger. Gotcha. There were some hills right there. Mm-hmm. And I remember my old man used to listen to like AM radio, talk radio. Mm-hmm. And he and I noticed the radio, the frequency used to always get broken up or get jammed. Not jammed, he used to, he used to lose the frequency. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Pops, how come that always happens right here? And he's all, see those hills right there? He's all, there's a military base in there. And he told me this in the 80s. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. And he's all, he's a lot of like, there's a lot of radio frequency going on or maybe they're jamming it on purpose. Hmm. And then my, my old man swore by that. There's a, military, there's a military base right there. And I was just like, again, again, you know, the reference to the devil, it's like um, hiding in plain sights, like the Mason, you know, the Mason temples are right there. No one's going to question it. They're like, well, it's so secretive. Why are they hiding in plain sight then? Mm-hmm. And anyone could join, I guess, after you, you go through whatever process of the but yeah it's a, it's a huge complex if you go to downtown pomona which they got some cool spots there's a, a couple of concerts. I heard some places over there by montclair some places are haunted over there oh yeah montclair that's yeah there's some old you know again that's another area that's been settled years ago we're talking you know like like whittier or like parts of like you know la like east la or like you know pasadena sierra madre temple city arcadia areas that were settled years ago in california you know mm-hmm. Even there wasn't the state was I mean or even it wasn't even part of the st- the state so it was still occupied by Mexico and Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? You know, just like um, even like where my grandparents lived in East LA, some old ass buildings, old duplex homes from the twenties, and just mm-hmm. who know who who knows who lived there before? Yeah, you know, yeah. like residual energy. We were talking about that earlier. You know, mm-hmm. some people say there's negative energy when you go to Dodger Stadium because of the Chavez Levine. Like some people might die there. There's Indian burial grounds. We don't know. That's that's a sensitive subject with me, and this is why I've never. This is a side story. I never really been a Dodger fan because mm-hmm. the history of of, of you know Chavez Ravine that happened yeah. and, and just um, a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. About the O'Malley's, the O'Malley's original owners of the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's another episode of the podcast. They were going to make a project, uh, like apartments or anything, and yep. change it again. And they they bought, I think there was a person who, who had like nine houses 
and uh, they just started evicting everyone, like kicking them out. And I was like, a lot of people don't know that. It's like a lot of, I know a lot of Hispanics, they're like, I'm not a Dodger fan because look what they did. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's messed up. It was three different neighborhoods that lived there of indigenous people, and what I mean by indigenous Native American and, um, you know, Chicanos and Mexicanos. Yes. And what it was, the city, LA City's like, we could put you up in these projects or you can sell your property to us. And they used, they used the, the, um, the, the, the term is eminent domain where they could come in and say, you got to go. We're building a highway here. We're building this. We're building that. Mm. At the time, the, the O'Malley's, who owned the Dodgers, they had an agreement with the city of Brooklyn and they had an agreement with the city of Los Angeles. They took the money from Brooklyn and decided to come to L.A. So some, some people took the offer and moved out of the area. So the, you know, the O'Malley's and L.A. City Council came back. They're like, you people need to leave. Some people were like, no, we own this property. We farm the land. We live off the land. We're not leaving. Finally, you could go on there, Google History of Chavez Ravine. You'll see footage of, of, of L.A. County sheriffs have people at gunpoint, carrying people out of their properties, mm -hmm. leveling their properties on the spot, and forcing them to live elsewhere. And we, it wasn't people just live their rent to the property, property owners. And then there you go. We build the stadium, and you know, and then they, and what market do they cater to? What market to? Mm -hmm. You know, our people. Mm -hmm. And this is why I've never been, I've never been a fan of, of, of the Dodgers. And also, I felt like they exploited uh, Fernando Valenzuela. He was past his prime. For those that don't know, he was a pitcher in the 80s and early 90s. Mm -hmm. He was past his prime. I mean, he was injured, but they knew that he was able to bring in a certain market because he had a Mexican pitcher. Yeah. So I feel like the Dodger, Dodger, Dodger organization uh, exploited him, you know, mm -hmm. for marketing. They use him as a puppet. Yeah. To get, just to bring money and to bring like, okay, forget about it. But mm -hmm. there's some people that we're not going to forget. No. Now with social media, like, hey, there was like an anniversary or something like that. Uh, I think it was like a month ago mm -hmm. or a couple weeks ago. And they talked about it. I was like, wow. Like a lot of people don't know that yeah. stuff. Dude. I mean, he is part of their organization now. I think he's a commentator. But he, he left the organization. He played with the California Angels for a little bit. Then he ended up with the Padres a little bit. And then he just retired. But he was past his prime. But again, he chose to play. He chose to sign those contracts. But that's just, that's just my beliefs. But That's crazy. So um, when when you're not... Uh, I'm going to get to the podcast later. Yeah. But now that Halloween, are you doing any like haunted house-like stuff? Because I know I've seen you in like on... On Instagram, you do like this, all this Halloween. We have a Halloween makeup on. You scare people, huh? Yeah, it's fun. I was going to work somewhere this year, but um, uh, it's it's a it's a Hana Hana attraction company called the Seventeen Door. Yes, and they're about that. they're an extreme uh, experience here in Fullerton, California. I was going to work. I um, I decided not to for personal reasons. And I wanted to have an easier an easier season. I'm going to help out a home haunt, um, here in, in the city of Orange called Pirates Cave. I'm going to work there. Pirates Cave. And it's it's for for a home month. It's pretty it's pretty elaborate, and I'm gonna work at the end of the month a an event called Cemetery Lane, which is held at the Heritage Square Museum, and it's up there. And um, God, they just told me the name of the area somewhere in L.A. off the 110, and it's a neighborhood where they took different Victorian homes throughout L.A., relocated them to this area, and it's this old neighborhood, just these houses built from the 1900s to 1930. And it's like 12 or 13 homes and it's just, it's gated off. It looks like the Munster house, the entrance. And it's these old Victorian hose, houses. And people say the place is haunted. There's some, there's some spooky stuff that goes on there. There's a house I wanted. It's, it's in a rich area where I think the husband killed his wife and or himself, whatever. And this was like on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, the family left it how it is. Like they had still, it was still Christmas stuff. I heard it's really haunted. Really? I heard about it on Freaky Tales podcast. Mm -hmm. It was like a... I don't know. I have to look back, but I want to. I heard it's really creepy. Mm. I want to check that out. Yeah, there's some. There's some like people don't realize. You know, L.A. L.A. The city in L.A. County alone is pretty old. 
There's some old, it's going back to the old West, even prior to that. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people that came and went, you know, I live in an old house. This house was built in 1906 and I made sure there was nothing here. You know, nothing bad as far as that. Mm-hmm. But, um, do you ever feel like a presence, like, um, time from time to time? Nothing evil, but like you can feel it comforting. As far as I know, it could be my grandparents. I was told my grandmother follows me all the time. That's good. So, um, there's a picture of me, like, you see someone in the background, like an outlining kind of like a white figure, and it kind of looked like her, like her, 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 her style, her glasses mm-hmm. it reflected in the flash. Mm-hmm. But, um, I made sure when I moved in here, because I live in a historical, I live in, in, in uh, the historical district here in downtown Santa Ana. Yes. And, um, you know, this is, this house was built in 1906 and I asked someone, Hey, do me a favor. I need, I need a, a candle to do this. And someone made, did, did, mm-hmm. did some good juju on this candle. I lit it. They're burning for X amount of time every day. Keep an eye on the flames. Let me know if the glass gets tarnished. I'm like, why? She's all, because that's negative energy. It never did. And um, it burned. I burned the entire candle, and you know, I say my prayers and do whatever I have to do, and yeah. nothing ever bad. I mean, I had to bless my house. Didn't know uh, a lady committed suicide. Oh damn! And um, the daughter died of an accident. She fell and hit her head on the bathtub. Oh wow! And so what happened was like, hey, how, why is this apartment? So I still live in the apartment. So it took like a like couple of years, but there were some things happening in the beginning. She, uh, the daughter, she was playing the tub and she slipped and cracked her head. Damn. Really? And she died. Uh-huh. The husband and the, uh, the wife were kind of like going through some stuff because the daughter passed away. The husband left her and she was by herself. I don't know what happened. Then all of a sudden, like, she, it was too much, the grief, and she uh, hung herself in the closet. Damn. And it was weird stuff. It was going on. Um, orbs. I saw orbs. My sometimes I would work overnights. My son would call me, Dad, come home. I was like, what happened? He's like, there thinks there's someone here. And I would go. There's times I had to switch my schedule around because I'd stay in the night. Then I would see, I would have uh, the lights on. And you could see under the door. And you could see people walking back, back and, and forth, forth. Back and forth. Like, what the heck is that? Someone's closing the door. We were all sleeping. Had the air conditioner on one time in the summer. And we heard a little girl screaming and shit. It's like someone's like, like patting the door. It's like, what the fuck's going on, dude? <laughs> it was creepy and stuff like that. And I was doing a podcast episode, like a spooky stuff, and I caught a a, a black figure by the corner of my. I remember place. that you posted it, didn't and you? You posted it, like no, it's like look at it. It's like it's right there, and I did a live, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Four or five people who listened to that episode, and he said, Mega Man, go to this. So it's like, why? We just heard the voice. That's crazy. We just heard the voice. I was like, yeah. So I had to bless the house and everything. And it's been good. But from time to time, I feel like something's watching mm-hmm. when I go to sleep. I feel like there was a time I, when my kids were with their mom. I was sleeping by myself in the living room, took a nap. And something was just staring at me from like the ground. Just staring at me like this. Like creepy. Uh, but I always feel like there's always stuff that's always uh, following or stuff, you know. Uh, there's even times where, um, I don't know, Tony talked about this, similar, the same thing. He has dreams. He said he has, like, he sees, like, seven or eight people in trench coats and everything following him. I feel, to me, there's something following me because um, there was a story into it where I had to go to a priest because um, I, I want to say this is a little awkward, uh, a little embarrassing. I feel like there was a curse, and I didn't know what I had because mm-hmm. I, I was dating a bruja. Oh yeah, and things didn't work out, and I think we all we've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then I, I just like, hey, things are not working out, uh-huh. and I think she put a spell because it was nothing was going good for the for like a year and a half, and I felt like just 
trying all these uh, sage and priests and for some kind of reason, um, when he threw the water at me, like I threw some, some kind of like burning like came out of my arm. That's crazy. I, I was like, what the fuck is that? Then when he blessed the house as well, he put holy water and the walls are steaming too. That's crazy. That's and sort I, of like an exorcist movie. <laughs> but yeah, but that's another weird thing. Like, you know, like there was this incident where my cousin was talking about like in Mexico because he lived over there in Guanajuato. Uh, he was telling me like there was something like following him or anything and they were blessing uh, the house, his room and his thing, I think what the same thing would happen with another story he they threw holy water on the wall and his shadow he moved and the shadow was still there like he wanted to grab him that's crazy that's some weird stuff Monk, just, Monk yeah. Will, I'm sorry go for it um, Uncle Willie the one you heard the ghost stories um, I think I said it on Tony's but I'll say it here you know this is my uncle who lived in in, in Jalisco, little yes. town, um, Tuscueca, and he told me a story. He came home, and he was probably faded, hanging out with his friends, mm-hmm. and um, no electricity, just like a kerosene lamp. Yes. And he takes it into his bedroom, and he saw, you know, the lights projecting on the walls. He saw a shadow of a hand, kind of like a creepy hand, really elongated with nails, like reaching for his shadows, the, the head of his shadow. That's freaky right there. And, and he saw that and he ran to his, uh, I think his grandmother's bedroom. And he said he, he was able to dive under her bed because the, the bed was on, on a bed frame that was lifted. And he told her what he saw. And he referred it to as la mano pechona, whatever the hell that means. Uh-huh. And then the grandmother came in with holy water and the hand was there. It wasn't like a physical hand, like a witch's hand, but a shadow. So they came in, they saw the shadow figure of a hand on the wall. She threw holy water and the hand disappeared into the wall. What the fuck? He still owns that house. So I'm like, deal. this is his vacation home. He goes to, he goes to Jalisco once a year, every August. He's like, yeah, I go there and we, we remodeled, you know, we got a washer and dryer and it's all modern. I'm like, oh yeah, and the ghost is using the dishwasher. That's good. <laughs> what the heck? Like a shadow like that was going to try to choke you? That's creepy as fuck. But at the same time, like every time I heard ghost stories from Mexico, everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, just... Like not, it's like we're telling a story about like, yeah, I went here and I experienced that. It's I always heard different stories. I heard there's this town somewhere by the border. Um, I think it was by Juarez or something. You see Brujas flying in their brooms. Juarez is very active with with energy. I don't want to necessarily paranormal activity, but just the amount of like deaths with with, with the cartels, yeah, and like a lot of human trafficking and the corruption of the of the PD. And just, you know, all that residual energy. There's parts of Juarez, they're, they're decimate, like the town. Now, I've heard stories that just, it's so bad there. People will not live there. Not only because what's going on with the corruption, but like just things they've seen or things they've experienced or energy. Because it's like, you got people coming in and out. And, and, and the amount of murders and, and just deaths, it's just Fuck, crazy. Yeah. Man. I just, yeah, I was tripping out because I was like, yeah, there's sick. I see Burhaz flying in the sky. Like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, you can see them at night. That's so I don't know if they have any conventions going on or, <laughs> or it's like, hey, who's the baddest witch of them all? I don't know. Is, it, is this Bewitch? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's area that people have heard so many stories. Just the, the things that they've seen, like, as far as, like, crime and murders and just the end. But also the things they've heard and were experienced as far as, like, you know, anything paranormal or just off energy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go there. Yeah, and I was telling you earlier about a story which just happened last night. Uh a lady just committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I was driving to work and she, I was looking at her like, what the hell is she doing? She's like sitting on the edge yeah. and look back and she fell off. She just, that it, that's like the fourth time ever I've seen a person fall off 
Two times I seen it when I was little in the green in the Green Bridge, over there in San Pedro, and one for some kind of reason there was almost like a, a collision because he left his blinkers and he just jumped off and almost committed like a whole big old traffic a crash with all these trucks or uh -huh. going back because right there by the ports. Yeah. And the new bridge for some kind of reason people are jumping off this new Long Beach bridge. That's crazy. I I don't know what's going on. It's just it. Why and they have and they have a sign that if you see someone commit suicide, call this number immediately. The the same the same info we were just talking about earlier, the suicide bridge. I think it's Pasadena. Yes, and they they consider it Pasadena border like um, I think not Echo Park. It's um, I, I might be mistaken. Highland Park, I think. Hipsterland. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that bridge. Um, and you, you saw it yourself yeah. too. There's the chain link fence that borders the bridge, mm -hmm. and you see the signs that says suicide hotline. And the energy we got from that place, when I walked up, because I love old buildings, old architecture from mm. the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and, it, and that's what you see in that area. You walk up to that bridge, first of all, it was dead quiet. We walked from... Um, that's spooky right there. Yeah. We went to the convention, Sun and Monster Palooza, which wasn't too far from there. We went to Pasadena, had dinner, and um, some friends were, hey, it's, you want you got the suicide bridge. I'm like, what the hell's a suicide bridge? And he's like, there's been numerous numbers of people like throwing themselves off the bridge. I'm like, why? She's like, they just do for some reason here. So all these people that killed themselves, they end up down in that ravine or the, the, the what do you call it, the landscape under that bridge. So they put up these fences on both sides. And every, and every so often, the bridge had padlocks on the chain link fence. Yes. So when we got to the neighborhood that borders that bridge, just it was like dead quiet. And just you could hear yourself breathing. And the energy in the air, the vibe wasn't, it wasn't cool. So we're walking the bridge. No cars came by. No cross traffic. Maybe once in a great while, someone came out. And every so often, like the 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 railing of the bridge, like the big cement, like not slab, but like the retaining wall, would have like a little alcove with like a bench, and that's where people were jumping. So we finally get to the end of the bridge, and I'm like, man, this is weird. And they don't feel right. So I took a picture. We got we went to the edge of the bridge. We went down some stairs, and we ended up like on the landscape, and that's on the side of the bridge. And also, you see like the hills that go down. Probably like a dried out riverbed or whatever. So I take a picture of the bridge. I posted it and it was, oh, you're over there at that bridge? There are like hundreds and hundreds of people have killed themselves. Like people oh, travel wow. travel there to throw themselves off that bridge. They don't know why. What the heck? So I'm with two girls. It was my girlfriend. She wasn't my girlfriend at the time. We were just trying to hanging out. Her friend. And they want to go down there. I'm like, well, let me go first. And out of nowhere, some dude comes up and he's carrying his bike. And he has a look of concern on his face. And he's like, he said something along the lines like, yeah, I wouldn't go down there. It's pretty weird down there. It's creepy down there. And he had a look of concern. And this is at night. At night. And I'm like, nah, maybe we shouldn't go down there. Well, in order to get back to our cars, we had to go back across the bridge. And then you just feel the energy. It just, it was off. Like I felt sick to my stomach. Didn't feel right. Oh. And we left and I got home and I said my prayers and I lit a candle and I said, I just want to leave that energy there. I don't want to bring it home. Do you get intrigued? Because I know I get intrigued when you go to these haunted places. Like, it just lures you in. Something about it. Excuse me. I just drink water. I'm like, maybe it's just my interest, like, in, in you know, the, the other side or, or the paranormal or, like, ghosts or that. I get intrigued in it. Like, real haunted houses or, like, the haunted attractions? No, haunted houses. Real haunted houses. Yeah, because sometimes since, uh, I believe a lot of us are very intuitive or, like, sensitive to energy. It's, it's just like... um. Some people are really good at math and some people are not. Some people have maybe a sharper sense and some don't. And some, I'm, I've had people, I walked in there, I didn't sense anything. Some people are like, I don't want to go in. It doesn't feel right. 
I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just it's we're we're curious to like you know what's beyond the veil, or it just it piques our interest. Mm-hmm. There's been times I walked in places, didn't feel a thing. And there's been times like when I walked into the Fox Theater doing the haunted tour in, in downtown Fullerton, you felt it right away. We went into the the basement area of the Fox Theater, and the Fox Theater was an old you know like an old like playhouse, and they showed movies. While we're sitting there. And it's, it's the guys doing the haunted tour and the guys from like the paranormal team that does investigations. We're in this huge room. It's like this old school stage with, you know, chairs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell it's from the turn of the century. We're looking up. I keep looking up and looking up in the balcony. And you hear you hear little pin drops and things getting knocked over. Oh, that's creepy right there. You can see like you're looking at talking to someone. You can see like right here on your side like oh, someone's watching you. Yeah. It didn't like we're, there was a group of maybe 10 of us, 12 of us. And I just felt like we weren't alone. So they're like, okay, some of us, we're going to go over here. Some of you go over here. Don't wander too far. But you guys are free to go roam. And then the tour guide's like, hey, if the group was smaller, I'll take you guys down to the basement. I'm like, why the basement? She's like, let me show you, but I'm not going to take you. First of all, it was a, a narrow stair, stairwell. Maybe I could barely fit down on myself. And they painted the black brick and mortar, uh, the brick and mortar jet black. And it was a single, look like a Kukui movie, a single like wire hanging down with a ball. And then the, the paranormal investigators, they're like, yeah, we were down there setting up, I think, audio or video. So setting up some equipment. And he said he felt like someone grabbed, he felt someone grab his wrist and he fell down. And he got up and just ran out. And he felt like someone was following him. And he's like, I haven't been down there since. I'm like, Fuck you're the investigator. You're telling me this? So they didn't let us go down there. But they're like, the way it was back in the day, whenever they used to have like theater performances, under the stage is where the dressing rooms are at. So they do costume changes and do their makeup. As soon as we crossed, crossed, crossed the, the threshold of the stairwells, it felt like we walked through spider webs. But it was like energy, like, like electricity. I didn't feel good. I started getting sweaty. I started getting sick to my stomach. Oh, I hate those. And I look at my buddy John. I'm like, hey, I don't feel so good. And he has the same look on his face, like, you know, heavy breathing. He's like, I don't feel good either. I'm like, did you feel when you crossed that, that threshold? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, give me a like electrical field, like coming off the electricity in the building or it's energy in the, in the building. Mm-hmm. It could be one or two residual energy. And we keep looking at this opening. There was this opening in the wall that was like directly under the stage. And we went in there and looked and like, it didn't feel right. So when we exited the basement area, not the basement, but the, the, the backstage area, we felt it again. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I want to get out of here. Damn. And so we walked out and I was like, nah, I don't feel good. Then they take us somewhere else. It used to be a morgue for the city of Fullerton and like where they performed the autopsies was a separate building and where they kept the bodies in the cooler was across the property. They said to this day, they could see like people with like uh, gurneys. Or like just like a flat car transporting like something that looks like a body that's covered and they're wearing clothing from like the 1920s and 1930s. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh. Any any old cities has like a downtown like Santa Ana has them. They don't. We got some old buildings or like Long Beach, East LA. It's like. Well, there's I'll, some stuff over there. I won't be surprised. Yeah. Well, we'll hold that thought because there's so many stories. <laughs> uh, right now, we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up everyone? Mega Man. I hope you're liking this episode 217 with my guest Rick the Creeper, the host of the Creepcast podcast. Um, I just want to say happy Halloween. I hope you like this episode and 
after interviewing my guests, uh, keep on listening. I'm going to do a solo one talking about ghost stories and demonic spirits. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to West Coast Graffiti, Antonio Lopez, uh, Tony A, the host of the Roaring Radios podcast, uh, Gil from American Cholos. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. I hope you're doing good. And to all the listeners who's going to be hearing this, much love and everything. And also, if you have time, uh, check out the episode I did with Ranting with Romos, um, episode 216, uh, episode 215 with my guest Carlos Gonzalez talking about uh, conspiracies um, or what's going on around the world. And also uh, 214 with my guest from Boyle Heights, California, hip hop the man himself, hip-hop legend, Viva Mascal, everyone, all right? Now let's get back to the episode. Ooh. All right, and we are back. We took a little break. So, uh, Rick, tell me about your podcast, Creepcast Podcast. Tell me what uh, your podcast is all about. So the Creepcast with Rick Creep 11 was the, uh, the name of it. You can find it in any major platform or you could go to anchor.fm forward slash Rick Creep 11. Mm-hmm. I cover everything from uh, uh, musicians, uh, artists, uh, people that work in the Hong community, mm. people that do like the, the soundscape or the, the noise design, scare actors, yeah. the, the builders. I've had on uh, uh, Tony the Wizard, the Freaky Tales podcast. I've had Michael Santana, who's an independent filmmaker and videographer. It's just kind of like, it mainly caters to the Han industry. When I'm with the Han industry, it's like the Han attractions, like, you know, Not Scary Farm, Dark Harbor, and some of the independent haunts. Also people that belong and work in the community as well. I mean, I've had people from Arizona. Uh, um, I had the Midnight Syndicate. They're a gothic horror composer, so they make all the, 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 the scary music or sounds for the Han attractions or like for video games or movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's what it is, it's just to showcase different artists and people that uh, I find interesting. Dang, I heard some of your episodes, and uh, I have to hear the one Mike Santana. I'll be honest, I'm like five or six episodes behind. Okay, I just been a little bit too busy with like working, but um, I heard the episode with Tony A. I know that's a two hour episode. Yeah, that was a very good. There's some things that I didn't know what you guys were talking about. I was like, whoa, I, I didn't know about that. Just but, don't, don't, just don't listen one through five. They're shitty episodes. No, nah, <laughs> we all had shitty episodes, man. I put a shitty episode for like thirty minutes, and it was crappy. Dude. I was like, do I ever talk like that? that that sounds like a coconut, you know? It's got to a part, like, a, a point, like, I'm like, I can't even listen to my own voice anymore. Really? I'm like, like, because you figure you listen to the editing. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to it after editing. And then I have to listen to it, like, three or four times before I release it. Mm-hmm. And after I release it, I'm like, okay, I try to listen to it again on different platforms. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm like, I don't want to hear my voice ever again. What makes you want to decide to do podcasts? I don't know. It just, it was something I got into, I think, after the first or second season of working on Haunt Attraction, mm-hmm. where I wanted to, um showcase these people and it was never about me i always wanted to showcase the guest mm. like their their platforms their, yes. their their clothing line their music uh their town as an artist or just you know people i, I found interesting and i just kind of stumbled up, uh stumbled across it and i was like well, i'm gonna do five episodes i'm gonna do 10 i said 11 i'm done <laughs> and then 15 now i'm up at 23 and it's been two years and i'm like how the hell did this start and it went from like one microphone on my on my laptop, not knowing what to do, to I've invested in a thousand dollars worth of equipment, and I'm editing, and I have music, and I'm, I'm like reaching beyond my comfort zone. Because originally I was just getting people I knew, mm-hmm. then I started reaching out to different people, 
I'm like, what do I got to lose? They could tell me no. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I don't know, it just, it just kind of started on a whim. And I just wanted to showcase the people I work with or the people I find interesting. Mm-hmm. And just, and I guess I'm doing good. I get compliments from people like, hey, I want to come on. I do, I do go, I do go dark every like spooky or haunt season, like September, October, because, you know, I'm working on attractions mm-hmm. or I'm going places. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's your questions. I don't, I don't remember how it happened. It just did it. And it's took, fun, right? It's fun. Uh, it's fun. I like, I like editing. I like interviewing people. Me too. And just, um, again, it's never about me. It's about the people I come on. That's the same thing. Yeah. You know, when I do a lot of podcasts, you know, in the beginning, I had, I had someone, I'm not going to mention who, but she put me in my place. And then I'll say this, babe, you know, it was you because <laughs> I had an ego check and it says, and it kind of thought about it. It's like, you know, it's not about me. It's about my guest. Because <clears throat> I used to have a picture of my Mega Man's podcast and I don't want that no more. Yeah. So I want to have... I want to bring the who's who's on the Mega Man's yeah. podcast, and, that, and that's the thing I, I like about your your story when 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 he were on Freaky Tales the podcast. I mean, that was an interesting episode. You could hear it on episode four and Mega Man on episode fourteen. You know, <laughs> but it was it was uh, it was good. I liked it, Thank and you, you know, um, it's just that sometimes in a way I see people start podcasts and there's some people that quit. You know, I I don't want to see people quit, man. I really don't. It, it's it's a lot of work. It I, is. I've, I've known people that started it. <clears throat> and then they just like they realize how much work it is. Doing anything's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Having a full time job and like loved ones and family and kids mm-hmm. and having a life and then you had to come home and edit and then schedule times mm-hmm. and then you're like then buying equipment and troubleshooting things. Or, oh. You know, or like, hey, editing editing the artwork to advertise it or getting it out there and just uh I don't necessarily make money off of it. There's a there's a little money. And I have sponsorship, and then you know, I get compensated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> you know, having to schedule, excuse me, around people's you know time, or having to rebook. I had one episode we literally had to record three different times. Really? Because the, the audio kept failing, mm-hmm. and I finally said, you know, if I'm going to do this, you just I'm going to buy the big boy equipment and I bought the Rodecaster Pro. That's what my niggas gonna buy me. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait because you know everyone's like, oh, I want to hear your sound. Like, man, I just do. I just bring my iPad and my microphone. That's you all know, I do. Whatever works for you. You know, I've had people tell me, just start off small. Don't invest too much. And I started off, no headphones, no nothing. I didn't know a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I have to have a specific mic. I have to have a specific sound, uh, headphones. And like I, I found, like, I kind of found my voice, I think. I'm still learning. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you learn every day. And, I, and, 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 and my lady tell me, it's like, you know what? You did the podcast at the right time three years ago. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have, I, I told her, it's like, if I would have started the podcast, I would have quit. Yeah. It, it, because now it's like there's 4.5, 4.6 million podcasts around the world. But at the same time, your podcast has to stand out. Exactly. Like, because it's getting saturated. You know, so it's like, how am I going to get numbers? How am I going to bring, like, well, fuck, I, I'll bring you on. I'll bring Tony. I was like, hey, want to want a podcast? That's how it was. But now with your platform, my platform, it's, it's going to get there. Um, it's a, it's a whole new audience, you know, like it's Halloween. They like scaries. I like, yeah. I like scary podcasts. I love oh, it. Oh yeah. I would love it. I listened to one where it's, um, I think it's lore and that's a big podcast. And I listened to some other ones. It's just, it's, it's a little more of an independent podcast. I live in different stuff, but it's like, to me, it's, it's, uh, if you're going to do something, mm-hmm. do, do something different. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, I'm not going to necessarily like pigeonhole myself or stick to one thing. Let me bring everybody on. Yeah, I had Sam Ruiz, which you should have on eventually. He's an artist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's an artist, yeah, and yeah. not only a musician, but he's an artist. And yeah. Michael Santoni. So someone's like, "Hey, how does it relate to the haunt community?" I'm like, "Okay, you know." And, and I checked this person because I know him personally. I'm like, "Okay, well, listen, 
I understand I cater to the haunt industry community because I'm part of that, mm -hmm. but also those people that in the horror community and hence the Freaky Tales podcast and I admire mm -hmm. Tony and they're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm all, yeah, don't do Start giving me a hard time. I know this person personally. Oh. But like, that's why Tony came on. Because there's so different categories. Different categories. You know, I could have someone who's like a makeup artist like in Florida. Then I could have someone who's like a special effect, you know, prop maker for the movie industry. Maybe I want someone who has a clothing line um, that they cater to like the haunt industry or they make a spooky clothing line. Maybe I want another a podcaster who talks about the same stuff. You know, I can't, yes, I mainly focus on a lot of the you know, the people that the scare actors or the haunters during this time because it's our time of year. Mm -hmm. But off season, there's other stuff I could focus on. I know guys that that's all they talk about year round. I'm um, well, that's cool, but it's like, um, there's other people we have on as well. I, I'll tell you off air, but I think I have a perfect guest for your podcast. And she lives in Canada. Okay. And her podcast, her she just reached top ten in British in Britain. Oh wow. And her her she just started uh haunted like a, a podcast and it's like she only has six episodes. Whoa. Yeah. She does her homework. And it it, it it's traumatizing because you're it, she's a storyteller. Okay. And it's just like you're you're in that story and you're like I don't believe it. it's creepy as fuck mm -hmm. and then she's she's up there and I was like she's like I love doing it I love and she does um, I think she's a sociologist about okay. true crimes and everything okay. all the haunted stuff all that she did she did an episode of what happened in uh, in Russia about these uh, people who that, who got killed mm -hmm. in Siberia or in somewhere mm -hmm. like in a they think it was, maybe it was a Bigfoot or an alien or something okay. like that she talked about that. Talked about the exorcism of that girl, and she died, and mm -hmm. she had the she had the recordings of that her being possessed. It creeped me out. Yeah, see, you, if you could do a little bit of everything, because it's all relative, mm -hmm. and I don't I don't want to just like be one dimensional. Like I yeah. want to have different people on, and mm -hmm. say maybe someone wants to hear like from like a psychic medium, or someone wants oh, to, yeah. someone wants to talk to someone who's a vendor that sells stuff, or maybe someone paranormal investigator or maybe mm. i want to learn how to build these these haunted houses these these you know or create the music that they play inside of them. yeah her 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 is right lullaby the fear podcast okay she's good okay uh, i mean i listened to yours uh, her yours hers and freaky tales because i'm still looking for more spooky podcasts i'm very picky okay but i want something where it's like i'm scared like the whole night that's i want that i would just want stories where the third, the wonders of uh, the other podcast we're talking about would get to the next topic, Turbo's Canyon. Yeah, and you know you have stories with that, huh? Yeah, that place. I mean, I I grew up right there in um you know San Gabriel Valley, you know Hustina Heights, La Ponte area, mm -hmm. and just Turbo Canyon has just been um it's been a hot just a hotbed of paranormal activity, the occult, murders, uh, alien sightings, just off energy, um, accidents. It just seems too coincidental that you have all these scenarios happening in one area. And people go hiking there during the day. I was there. It, yeah. it looks it looks nice, but they close in a certain time. If yeah. not, you're stuck there. There's that water tower everyone goes to. I was there. I would never go there. Oh, we went there we went there as kids and back then it wasn't it wasn't fenced off, I think. And just the energy was off. Hmm. And we heard stories of people's like decapitated bodies being you know found there and we heard stories going back to like when it was like this indigenous tribes of native americans being slaughtered and then and i forget what tribe it was but um their translation or whatever they labeled there it was called the the dark place or the dark gate and people have always gone there like you've heard stories of people going there to you know to to um 
to do dark rituals, people that were like into like Satanism or black arts, the dark mm-hmm. arts. We have, I've heard stories of uh, gang initiations happening in those areas, murders and just a plane crash. Uh, there was, I think, an asylum for, for the, you know, they called the lunatic asylum back in the day, like in the mm-hmm. 30s, were burned down to the ground. And there was still remnants of there and people being hurt. People would go investigate what's going on. And, and there was an incident of like some kids going up there, some teenage kids. And they came across the the, the, the electroshock therapy room mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. devices were still there. And apparently they were still active. One kid died. Um, there was a, an orphanage in Whittier, which is on the other side of the hills. And this happened like at the turn of the century. We're talking like probably early 1900s where kids were disappearing from the orphanage. And somehow they kept finding skeletal remains of kids in that area. Oh, my God. And this is crazy. And I heard this when I was a kid growing up in the, you know, the 80s in that area until now. And I remember the girlfriend, and she used to hike all the time. She still does here and there. And she lived in Fullerton, not too far from there. You could literally, if you go through the hills of Fullerton, you'll end up in San Gabriel Valley right by Turnbull Canyon. Is, there, is, is this true? I heard, is the, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but they said there were some friends who went up there and uh, they wanted they try to kill this girl and she escaped and they slit and her throat she, yes that is that out, true i read it and i i remember, vaguely remember the article came out like in whatever the paper was at the time where some friends took her up there for whatever reason they tried to kill her and she survived the the you know when they slit her throat she ran to the closest neighborhood and i guess she, and she was like partially dressed or whatever and she says my friends are trying to kill me and her throat was slit I mean, to a point she was able to survive and still talk, but yeah, um, it's just an area that so many things happen from murders to accidents to sightings to noises, dark shadows, alien sightings, you know, plane crashes, and just how can one area have so much activity on, on different different topics or subjects? It's a very, when you, it looks beautiful, you look at the whole view, but at night it's very scary. I wouldn't go up there at night, hell no. Do you do you think that there's portals over there? There's something that's drawing all that energy there. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something like a picture, like just like a magnet, and it's picking up different pieces of of metal, you know, surrounding it. And just again, how can you explain all the all the instances happened? I can understand. Okay, you know, there's this, there's a bunch of urban legends of, of of shadows. Okay, so you're hearing urban legends of shadows, murders, people disappearing, accidents. Documented history of indigenous people being slaughtered. Uh, supposedly, you know, rituals. Rituals that are like satanic or dark arts. You know, I mean, there's different levels of Satanism. Yes. Um, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I think there's something that, that's magnifying and drawing all this energy there. Just like, you know, just like in uh, the Buddha Triangle. Or just like areas like, um, God, I don't know where else I can think of. But just... There's a reason why things happen in certain areas. Yeah, the reason why I brought up the 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 portals and in, into those areas and stuff because there there was a story. Um, I don't know if people can believe me or not, but I saw it with my own eyes, and I only saw this once. So my my dad and my grandpa and my uncle were pastors, and there was uh, two twins that they were possessed. You know, like I don't know what's going on. So the story was uh, when I was little, they pretty much in a way they. They try to bless this person, and this guy was repossessed. And I think it's, there was some commotion with the neighbors. If I call the cops, I hear some screaming, like oh, someone's got howling like a wolf. Well, the the my uncle, um, he was a pastor. He knew a lot of the police officers in that in that in the harbor area. So they there was four cop cars that came. They told him, "Hey, what's wrong?" Well, if I show you this person, 
you know. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Oh yeah. Hmm? We're, real quick, you know, you got that, did it Did you park back here or did you park back there? Okay, oh. cool, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, make sure you take a note to edit this part, sorry. No, it's okay, yeah. No, because we're like, hey, someone parked on a spot. I'm like, oh, shit. No, 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 okay, no, okay. no. So, yeah. Sorry, let me interrupt you. No, it's okay. No, no, the, there was an incident that happened. Uh, there was four cops that came, mm -hmm. and uh, they talked talk to my pastor, and he's like, what happened? Was, I heard some commotion, and all of a sudden, they said, like, well, if I show you this person, you know, he, he looks kind of different. Try us. So they took the four cops, and he saw us, like, and he was weird face change and everything, teeth, like, he's possessed. And the officer's like, you know what? We can't do nothing here. We're out. They, the cops. That's crazy. They took off. But, you know, so they were blessing him and all that stuff and everything. This happened in, in the Wilmington area on Berlin and Ruby Dock. My mom was pushing me, don't go out there. Go, don't go out there. And, you know, it wasn't a summer. It was a hot day. So, you know, when you don't have no air conditioner, you have the foil paper. Yeah. I was kind of scratching it like that. And something where he was praying and a hole sunk. Like, it was weird. And now all, all I saw was, like, flames coming out of it. And I saw that my dad and my uncle and some people were trying to grab him to pull him up. At the same time, they're pulling him up. Some, some person, some kind of, like, hand was pulling him down. What so I think God. that was a freaking portal. A portal. Portal and, some, and all that stuff. And uh, pretty much they tried to save him and everything. And all of a sudden, I went back the next day, and there was a burnt circle mark. Okay. around i was like i'll never forget that right there on the edge they try to they they healed him and everything but he uh he killed himself and when he was possessed the, the demon told me hey i'm gonna t i'm gonna take this soul then after that i'm gonna take his the brother's soul because they were twin brothers and the other the other one he was howling like a wolf in wilmington park the cemetery and stuff cops came and everything try to pray for him revive him and everything didn't work uh, a couple months later, he overdosed on drugs at the Wilmington Park. So that demon took both brothers on that same year. This is just my theory. When people are, um, I think people are, are possessed or, or some type of like entity, like dark and demon or whatever specter you want to believe. When people are, um, how can I say this? Be delicate. Like when people commit suicide mm -hmm. or just do crazy acts. Or they're just mentally unstable. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a difference. Someone has a chemical imbalance. They don't know what's going on. But when they're like out there, people are just out of their minds. I feel they've been possessed by something evil. Mm -hmm. Like an evil entity or a demon. Um, just like someone like a... Um, and I'm just going to use this as a reference. Like Richard Ramirez. Oh, yeah. You know, who, who what made him do all that? Or just like, you know, serial killers. Or people that commit suicide. Or just, you know, violently commit murder. Was it his uncle he was staying with, and he he saw with his own eyes, his uncle killed his wife. Ramirez. And, yeah, I, I think so. There was a story into that. He was with his uncle. It can't be his dad. His uncle, and he saw with his own eyes that his uncle killed his wife, and that was just like what the heck. So he was trying to maybe copy what his uncle did. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to see as. It's just I mean we're we're intelligent beings. You or know? Cecil Hotel is a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, that Cecil end. Hotel. There's some energies there too. Who knows? And just uh, or people. Um, also, I believe when you, when you, when people um, experiment with certain drugs, mm -hmm. you open up that door of perception and who knows what comes through there. Who knows what you're, 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 when people are feeble minded, when I mean that they're weak of mind, I think they're more susceptible to, to possession or influence from, from something that might not be uh, something that's supernatural. Mm -hmm. That like, it, I feel like you're, you're strong willed or you have faith or whatever, whatever you believe in, 
um, you're you're more I guess the, uh, guarded against that. People that are a little more feeble minded, mm-hmm. or have experimented with certain drugs, or they're naive, or they might not be mentally stable. I I believe they're they're taken in possession by something. Uh, and there's no and you can't get you can't get rid of it or anything. Once it's stuck, you're stuck. Pretty much, like like for those who don't know, the Vatican for people that are Catholic, the Vatican has to approve uh, exorcisms. Yeah. And they have to have a certain, um, I shouldn't use the word personal, certain people that are qualified to do that. And I think, I think the Catholic Church is the only religion that acknowledges that exorcisms and demon possession. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. I mean, that's some, that's some stuff right there. Yeah. I mean, they've probably seen a lot of stuff because my uncle, he was a pastor, but he did exorcism. That's why. Uh-huh. So, he, so at, back in the day, they would just bring the people who were possessed or whatever to their house. Now, you can't do that no more oh, yeah. these days because they're taking to the church. But that's how it was back in the 80s. Yeah. That was crazy times right there. Well, you, had, you had the local, you know, she wasn't a witch, but the local, like, um, what's, it, I'm drawing a blank. Um, whatever spiritual healer in the neighborhood and you go and they do like a limpia on you. Mm-hmm. Or they do like a, you know. A, oh, that egg? Yeah, the egg. Or they do a cleanse or they do whatever. Like, okay, do this for X amount of days and... You know, whatever's in your possession, and you know, you'll be, you should be fine. And just, uh, mm-hmm. God, what's the term they use in Spanish? I'm drawing a blank. Anyways, uh, but it's like, I shouldn't say witch doctor. The person that had that, that, that talent to do that, let's just mm-hmm. say that. I don't want to say bruja or witch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'd go to like, oh, my aunt does this. She does Olympias, and they do the whole egg thing, or they do sage or whatever, a blessing. And it's, uh, you know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? What's I caught a scammer. He's like, "Hey, why are you putting ink in that inside that egg?" <laughs> I was like, "What the heck is that? Oh, no, you yeah. have to see that." Yeah, like I want to Like some people, like some people, like I, I, I'm a firm believer. There's some things you don't just you don't you don't question. You don't you don't taunt like people that do like uh, like I wouldn't fuck with a Ouija board anymore. I would never. I never touch. I never. I I saw. I never wanted. To, I heard stories. I did when I was younger, and then we messed with tarot cards and we had some weird experiences with that. I. Oh, that's, I did a tarot card reading and it was, it kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Creeped me out. I was like, I, 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 I had, I was up for like three days. I just, one of the cards had a death card. Yeah. And I was like, well, am I going to die? It was like creepy as fuck. Like there's some people that they're meant to be gun owners because they know what they're doing. They're, and it's just a reference. And there's some people that shouldn't own guns. There's just some things you shouldn't, you shouldn't dabble with. There's some things you shouldn't touch and just... I met people that are like, oh, yeah, I practice this, and I do that, and I do that. And I was like, that's cool. I just don't really want to be around. Do you ever, do you ever get creeped out like if like you knew someone or you dated someone who was like a witch or a bruja? I dated someone, and she was very – she believed in the universe, and she paid homage to Santa Muerte. And everyone has their own beliefs about that. Uh-huh. And she did some, some witchy things like bloodletting, and I was like, whoa, okay. And I'm not – I'm more spiritual than religious, mm-hmm. but minor Catholic was like, Ay! I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And I was baptized. I'm not a practicing Catholic, but to me, that didn't settle with me well. I don't know if it was because I necessarily don't know what it was or that was just my intuition. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't be involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. Back in a couple of years ago, I was dating someone and we met on POF, plenty of fish, <laughs> never meet them. No, it's on the website. And uh, we were talking and everything, and she invited me to her house. So that's kind of weird. Like, why would you invite me in the first? You never met me. Yeah. So many pictures. We go to her house. She lived in Pasadena, and uh, we went to her house. She was a witch. She had daggers and everything. When I went to the house, it was very heavy. Yeah. I felt like I was floating in water, and I felt like very awkward. It's like he's like, well, "You live here by yourself?" So, yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty big condo. Like, 
three bedrooms. And I was like, you're the father. What do you do? It's like, oh, I do this. And I was like, okay. We're chilling, watching TV and everything. And I saw these black figures. I was like, what the heck's going on? Mm-hmm. It's like, who's that? It's like, what do you mean? Like, there was someone peeking in the kitchen. No one there. Weird and everything. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, like, it's like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I was a little buzzed. No, just stay over here. Like, whatever. It's like, okay, fine. And when we were going to the hallway, the two doors on there on the right, I don't know, I couldn't touch them. But when I touched the last door, the knob was hot. Hmm. I was like, there's some weird stuff going on. So we hooked up and everything. And around three or four o'clock in the morning, she put her arm around me. When I felt her energy, I felt like I was being paralyzed. Because when I woke up, I, I couldn't move my couldn't move my mouth, couldn't move everything. It was dark. I saw must have been about ten or twelve black figures. Tall, short, weird, red eyes, creepy as fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Uh-huh. And they were like they were just like saying these weird words. I was like, Oh my gosh, what the fuck am I I couldn't I couldn't move my mouth. Mm-hmm. So in my mind I was saying the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus and until I saw a demon on top of me looking at me. And, but I couldn't see the face. It was just like staring at me. And it had this weird musky, weird cologne-like smell. It was like very stenchy, like a dead body Ew. or something stank or something like that. And I was saying like that and it says, no, he's not going to come. Then when I started saying my mind, I could see the demons were disappearing, disappearing. And I kind of feel like each demon was a, maybe for a depression, kill, murder. Until there was a short little demonic just staring at me, waiting. All of a sudden... I was like weirded out and all of a sudden that that thing just went through the wall and I was trying to gather my my air my mouth because I I couldn't move and all this air came out Mm -hmm. and when I was trying to move the girl who I was with her she was stuck on me and I felt like the energy was stuck they didn't want me to go and I let go say hey I gotta go and I said well I just don't I, I I, I got to go. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable. And when I was trying to leave, I felt like my mind was telling me to go back, stay, stay with her. But when I when I left, I felt like I had to leave. When I was driving, I parked. I just like parked right on the side of the freeway, and I threw up. I was sick for three days. That's crazy. And I was like, ever since then, um, she I blocked her and everything. And the weird thing is, like, I changed my number. And, like, a, a year later, it's like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Like, who's this? Oh, this is so-and-so. Like, like how, did you, how, how, did, how did you get my number? Like, how did you get my number? Right. That, was a, that was weird. And I was just like, hey, things are not working out. Like, I moved on. But I feel like, I don't know if that woman did something to me. Because that was like, I was going through some bad stuff for two years. Hmm. Until I had to see a priest and everything. I healed. I just try to be positive and it just kind of went away but do, it was some weird stuff do you feel like it was sleep paralysis i don't know like when i was at her at her place yeah i don't i kind well i can see when i opened my eyes it was like normal like i'm talking to you right now okay. but it was like i couldn't move my body i was paralyzed so i saw like these demonic like figures around like when, around her bed when i was a kid i say about between eight and ten years old i used to get visited by this dude what? And he was kind of like a shadow figure, but I could see an outline of him. Like he wore like an old, like an old like trench coat you see from like the forties, like like something you would see like Dick Tracy or like a mobster. Yeah. And he had the collar up, and he had like a fedora, like an old hat, like a mobster hat, and he had a five o'clock shadow beard, probably a little thinner than yours. And I could only see from like his nose down to like his jawline. Huh. Like like that. That's the only light I could see. 
and he had like like a fake plastic smile, like you would see the Joker like in the comic books. Ooh. And then um, I could hear him laughing, but he but he wasn't. You couldn't. I could hear him laughing in my head, but it wasn't coming from his mouth. And I would see him like standing in the corner of my room. And then one time I was having a nightmare. I remember and um, when I was a kid, my parents had me. They got me like bunk beds or whatever. And like my dresser was next to the bed. Mm-hmm. Where you had all your socks or whatever mm-hmm. shirts. And so um, I I thought I was awake. So I, well, I came to. I woke up, and I see him standing right there by my by my bed, facing me, mm-hmm. off to the side of the dresser. Mm-hmm. So I close my eyes and I go to kick him. And I what well, did I end up kicking the dresser? And I woke up, and I'm in my bedroom, but I can hear him laughing in my head. Well, that's creepy. Flash forward, you know, six, seven years later. Let's say I'm 10 at the time. Now I'm a teenager. I'm 16 years old. And I'm up to no good hanging out with friends, drinking and smoking. And we're living in a different house. And I get home. And I'm about to go upstairs. We live in a two-story house in Upland, California. Mm-hmm. And I'm going up the stairs. And I'm 16. I haven't even thought about this dude since I was a kid. And I'm, I'm probably high or whatever. And I'm walking up the stairs. And he kind of manifests right in front of me right there on top of the stairs and I'm looking at him and looking at me and I can see myself being that little kid again and I'm looking at him I'm like what are you doing here and I said that what are you doing here and all, again all I can see is from his nose down to his jaw and he's laughing but this time I can see his shoulders which are all blacked out he's kind of laughing like, <laughs> and his shoulders are moving because his body he's laughing so it's like he's he's chuckling yeah and I'm like um, you don't belong here anymore he's like I don't believe you no more and he like, he like nod his head like you still do. I said, you need to go. You need to go now. And he shook his head like, no. And he's still laughing at me. And I'm like, what the hell? So I stood there and I just kept staring at him. He kept staring at me, but I can't see his eyes. I can just see his mouth. So eventually he kind of like, like, like dissipated into like fog and just like went into the ceiling of the house and went away. That's creepy. And I haven't seen the motherfucker since. And I don't creepy. know what it was. Maybe a figment of my imagination. I was high. I don't know. But like. It's like in those movies, like when the kid has is possessed, like or the, the kid's tormented by like a ghost or like you know a figure of someone, and now they're an adult and they see that and they feel they feel inferior like they did when they were a kid. That's how I felt. I felt I felt inferior. I'm like, that's some motherfucker from when I was eight years old. That's some creepy shit. I'm like, you gotta go. And he was like, shaking his head, no, I don't believe you anymore. No He's like, yes, you do. And I told him to leave, and he disappeared. I haven't seen him since I was 16 years old. I'm 45 now. Okay. <laughs> If I saw him now, I'm like, you can get the hell out of here. But um, that that, that creeped me out. I saw that dude. Dang. I don't know what it was. But I, when, I, when I went to go kick him when I was a kid, I kicked the dresser and I woke up. I think I was dreaming about it. I could hear him laughing in my head. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But who knows? It could have been a demon portraying himself to look like that. Yeah, it yeah. Been, it could have been whatever. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I got three more questions. Uh, all right. Uh, the third, the uh, the first one. Uh, have you, you used to work at the Queen Mary? Have yeah. you saw any ghost sightings? Ooh, so I heard all these stories when I worked at Queen Mary for the Dark Harbor, their haunt attraction. Heard all these stories. People, oh, I've heard this, I've seen that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep an open mind to it. Again, it's a ship that's 100 years old, so there's a lot of old energy. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience anything until maybe the second or third week there that I'm working inside the maze. And keep in mind, we're playing monsters, we're playing killers or whatever. And you got hundreds of people, thousands, thousands of people walking through every night. Dang. And you're there Thursday through Sunday. And just imagine the old energy that's, you know, residual energy is there and the energy of people coming in. Who knows if I'm a good person, you're a good person. And that energy is, is, is attracted to that or, or attaching to that. 
And then sometimes there were people that came through. I'm like, I didn't get a good vibe from them because either they're they're drunk or whatever, or just they, <laughs> they just they, they put out some bad energy. I don't want to interact with them. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when I first walked in, the guys built a little shrine where there was like a little styrofoam crucifix there, and they had those like fruit and like an LED candle and roses. I'm like, what's up with that? They're all oh, that's for um. It was our version of the Lady in White. There, there's a female. There's a female ghost that that um that's been in this area for years. She actually died in this part of the ship. Wow. She like haunts this part of the ship. I'm like, okay. And then they turned that ghost story into like a character that would roam inside the mazes. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And they did that all the time. So majority of the major the major characters on the on the mazes were actual stories where like they took bits and pieces, real stories of things that happened in there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of our maze, there was an accident where a new guy crushed by a, a door that was operated by hydraulics. Oh, that happened like in the 30s or 40s or whatever. So they take that lore and they turn that into a character in the maze. So I'm like, okay. So I see the little shrine. They're like, we pay, we pay, we we we, we honor the um, the just called the lady in white that that uh that occupies this area. I'm like, mm-hmm. Somewhere I was coming through and I used to you know have a backpack and had all my stuff in it or whatever. So I'm coming through the maze and I get to the stairwell mm-hmm. that leads down to my area in the break room. Mm-hmm. And I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. Yeah, yeah. It felt like my backpack got hung up, like I caught up on something. Mm-hmm. And I turn around and I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, my bag got caught on the railing of the stairwell. No big deal. It happens again. This time, it feels like someone's holding the top of my bag, like holding me back. I grab it. I mean, I turn around to see what's going on. And it feels like they let go of me to a point like there was so much like tension between myself and whatever was holding my bag that I almost fell down the stairs and I caught myself on the railing. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay. So I go put my backpack down and I'm hearing all these stories and ah, whatever. So I'm in the area that I'm supposed to be scaring people. And I'm inside like an entrance of a door which they tarped off to make kind of like a makeshift box. And it got to a point where like no guests were coming through, no staff, no managers. And I got really, really. Uh-huh. To a point, I'm like, energy's off. Something's weird. Do they have any rocky talkies? Like, if there's certain codes, like, hey, there's something here, like the 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 the, the like the cast management or like the uh, maze managers do. Whoa. And um, the speaking of that, the area where I was telling you where that the guy really got killed down there by accident, they decided to open up that area to have the maze go through there, and that area hasn't been used like in 30 some years, or hasn't been, that door hasn't been open in 30, they haven't let the public in that area for 30 some years. What? So the actors that are working down there were getting sick to their stomach, or they were getting hurt, or guests were slipping and falling, so we kept hearing, hey, code, whatever, code, whatever, we had someone get hurt, it kept happening all night. And some of the actors would come out down there, like, hey, it's eerie down there. You know, we're playing monsters, and we're getting freaked out. One guy came up, he's like, I heard someone call my name. I'm like, you sure? And it, all this stuff kept happening. And one of the veterans who's been working there for years, he's like, I've never experienced this much activity on this ship until they open up that damn door. He's all, that's bad juju when they open up that area. I'm like, really? He's like, Rick, I've experienced some stuff. Some stuff's been whatever. Some stuff's been pretty extreme. He's all, but for this to happen so much, he's like, this is weird. One dude told me, oh, it gets worse the closer it gets to Halloween. I'm like, well, like the guest? He's like, no, like the paranormal activity on the ship. Fuck. Yeah. But when I, when I was in my area... Um, I heard a woman humming in my ear, like she was harmonizing. The tarp that was behind me was like, like being pressed up against me, and I thought it was the wind. Mm-hmm. And it felt like someone was pushing a tarp on my legs or my neck. And I turned around and looked, and it's an empty room, just the tarp being hung in the doorway. I saw fog 
which we didn't have fog machines in that part of the maze, like developing in the, in the exit of the doorway that left my area. And it was just kind of standing still. Fuck that. And I shared stories with someone else who worked in the same area. And he's like, yeah, I seen the same stuff. And I felt Fuck the same stuff. that, man. Who knows? That's some creepy stuff. One of my friends, he think he captured a ghost because when the COVID times, they closed the Queen Mary and it was all nothing. He think he saw like a, like a white lady uh, floating on top of the ship. That's yeah, some that's some weird stuff. That, that's an old ship. Who knows? People have died. It, um, you know, it, it's been around for 100 years. So who knows? Who knows what's happened there? Crazy, crazy. Well, we're almost getting to that time. Uh, what's your top five horror movies of all time? John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, one and two. I'm going to say uh, a movie called Taurus Trap. Look it up. That's a pretty creepy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fright Night from the 80s. That's a good one. I was watching it last night. Oh, it's my a gosh. really good movie. I want to say, uh, what else? Anything classic Universal Monsters. Like, I want to go with The Wolfman. Okay. Uh, that's four right there. Number five, I'm going to throw it to maybe like... One of the movies I like... I'm going to say the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not a huge Freddy fan. Yes. But I do... Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Okay, I think my top five has to be Jaws. Okay. Lost Boys. That's a good one. Deliverance. Deliverance. That's a, that's a horror. That movie. A lot of people think like well, Deliverance. That's not a horror movie. Oh, it is. You want to go to Appalachian Valley and get butt fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So was Jaws. That's a horror movie too. That that Jaws. I, I was scared of the water. Yep. I didn't want to go to the pool. I. You want to hear a story? Quick story. Um, you know where the Belmont Shore is? Yeah. The Belmont uh, right there by the pier. Uh, they're like great whites over there in the Long Beach. So when I was little, I, was, I got bullied a lot. There was two kids I didn't know. They lifted up my legs and threw me over, and I couldn't swim. And the water was deep, and there were, I heard there were sharks. And my my dad was like, where, where, "Where's my son?" I was like, "I'm over here, and I'm drowning. I'm scared at the same time because when he flipped me, I cut my arm, and I was blood in the water. Oh! And then the lifeguard had to come get me come get and everything. You. Yeah, man, I was scared. The water, well, I couldn't see down. It was like 20, 30 feet. It was, it was. I was fucking scared. I don't blame you. The jaws and everything, like. A lot of great wives, you know, but I was like, oh, that was just, that was traumatizing. And I've been scared at the water. I, I don't want to go. I'm going <laughs> to fuck this Kalina. I'm not going. Fuck all that shit. The water just scares me. There was a movie called Ghoulies really quick. There's a little, little monsters come out. One of them came out of the toilet and bit the dude's nuts. After I saw that movie, I was like, I don't want to use the bathroom ever again. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that one and two more. Uh, uh Cujo. Cujo. That's, that's a fucked up. That's a fucked that's up. That's a fucked movie. movie. Yeah. That is. Cujo makes me feel like I don't want no dog. Yeah. And that one and uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys is a good one. You can't go wrong with the Lost Boys. Yeah, it's a classic, classic it, vampire movie. What do you think about the remake of it? They're gonna do a remake. <sighs> uh. I'm I'm a firm believer. You leave classics alone. Now you want to do like a second chapter, mm-hmm. like like. Okay, these were the original Lost Boys. Let's do like a spinoff. Maybe these are the like the kids of the survivors. Maybe this is like a relative, like the vampires trying to get trying to get um, revenge. But to remake it and to recast them, no. I say just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. I love Rob Zombie, but his versions of Halloween are terrible, terrible. I like the original one. Yeah, see. The original one, the mask and everything. I mean, I just stick with I'm old school. Yeah. Me too. I just like all the old movies and stuff. They're very gory. You know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, there's some other one out. Um, the American Werewolf. American Werewolf love John Landis. I love that movie. Yeah. Any I, anything werewolves I love. Yeah. And I got fan questions. I got two questions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And after that we're gonna call it a night. Cool. Greg714. 
ask him uh, the sleep, uh, sleep paralysis and he, he thinks it's linked into any anything spiritual I, I think it is I, I think we're very we're very uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, I believe you know energy energy carries who knows where you're living at what's passing through the building yes. or your apartment your house I think we're very susceptible to to specters or ghosts or spirits possessions but we're resting because mm. your body's at rest and your mind's at rest as well too yeah. I think that's why we have certain dreams who knows those dreams might be our subconscious of what's really going on I've been visited by my dad I've been visited by my grandma my old dog now as far as paralysis that's creepy right yeah. there and it was always around the anniversary of their birthday or them passing my old man, my old man came to me that was weird And um, now as far as paralysis who knows what energy as far as negative energy is lurking around you that's attached to you from where you came from. That's why I'm always aware of my surroundings. I'm like, I don't want to be here. And whenever you don't listen to your intuition, something happens. Oh. Um, I, I think so. I think it's whatever could be in the area or attached to you or where you came from, or maybe there's something in the house mm -hmm. that's just watching you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, last one, West Coast Graffiti. Ask him why do spirits attach to someone they don't know and how is it possible to get to get it out? Um as, as far as spirits, I think like old property, like antique radios or just like a house. Never get anything out of the garage sale. Yeah. I, yeah. Who knows like what was, who knows what lived in that house before or, you know, because sometimes spirits don't know their, I believe spirits don't, sometimes they don't know they're, 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 they've passed. As far as I know, they're in limbo. They're in purgatory. Makes sense. Yeah. They might, they might think, oh, this is my house still, you know, or that's my mattress. That's my bed furniture. Um. I think that's how people get maybe, I don't, not necessarily, I don't think that's how people come into like contact with ghosts mm -hmm. or like, you know, just, you know, things from the beyond. I think it's more like possessions from the past. Not, not, not like demon possession, but like, let's say this person owned this house years ago. And they, as far as they know, in the past, in, their, in the spirit world, they think they still live there. Yeah. Attachment to people, I think it's, that could be a good thing as far as like family. Like, I believe your, your ancestry, you know, they're following you. Like, mm -hmm. my grandmother, I believe she follows me. My dad, even my dog. Now, as far as something bad, well, what are you up to? What do you do in your personal life that these things are following you? <laughs> One of my friends, like, I get scared if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm alone and someone passed away and they, they caught, me, caught me jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, man, like this? Yeah. <laughs> but as far as, like, like, evil possession, it could be... Something you have in, in your home, something that you have an attachment to, mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, family or ancestry, because we all have levels of ancestry of all of us. You know, I, I've, I've been told I have a great, great grandfather that has heavy influence on my life. That's good. And I'm like, and apparently he, he's attached to me, he follows me all the time. That's good. Never seen the man, don't know what he looks like. He's protecting you. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. I just want, when I say creep, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for coming no, on the Mega Man's podcast. Man, that we, I, I got to get you on for next year because when I get all my roadcaster and everything ready, it's like, finally, man, I, I want to get you on when you're not busy. Oh, I recommend some good mics I like. Yes. And they're really good mics. And then if you got any questions, roadcaster, let me know. Yeah. And uh, and where can everyone follow you? And do you have any shout outs? Uh, shout outs? Not really, but they can follow me on Instagram at, at rickcreeper11. Uh, from there, you can go to the link in my bio for um, my podcast, which is the Creepcast Rick Creeper 11. Yeah, yeah. You go to anchor.fm forward slash Rick Creeper 11 or any audio platform. Just look up the Creepcast Rick Creeper 11. And also go to a rate review, leave a comment, leave some stars. 
uh, I'm going to do whatever I can to promote this episode. I'm, I'm really looking forward Thanks, to putting this out. And uh, everyone, uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Also, Creepcast podcast as well. So we can the rankings. Uh, shout outs to Cynthia, Gavin, Alex, Emiliano, my daughter Luna, Daddy Loves You, Tony A, uh, everyone who's going to be listening to this episode, Rick the Creeper, your lady, and all your followers. And we're out. Later, everyone. Have a good one. Late. What's up, everyone? Mega Man. I hope you liked that episode with my guest, um, Rick the Creeper, the host of the Creepcast podcast. This episode's not even done. I'm going to talk about a couple of ghost stories that happened in uh, Mega Man's life. And I, I, before we start, I want to tell you guys and ladies that these stories that I'm going to be talking about, this happened in my life. And this is not no make-believe. Um, this is not no fake stuff. Just, there's good and evil in this world and um you know i've seen a lot of things and uh some pretty creepy stuff so uh i i want to talk about something recently that that just happened uh about a couple weeks ago usually when i um work in san pedro in the harbor area i live in uh, long beach and uh ever since that they made this new long beach bridge bridge that connects to the terminals that connects to the 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 green bridge that goes into san pedro um i've been hearing a lot of stuff's been going on um on that new long beach bridge and the reason why is um sometimes you know radio shuts off your battery dies um there's been a lot of more suicide attempts um i remember back in the day a lot of people will commit suicide jumping off the green bridge in san pedro in the harbor area but now i see that a lot since they don't have the fences or anything um on the new long beach bridge um when i go to work you see a lot of cars parked on the side and they would have their blinkers on and everything there'll be no one there and sometimes i would go back and there would be police uh forensic um investigations you know they will close off the bridge you can't go there'd be suicide attempts um but i think in a way when i see a lot of this stuff and this happened just a couple weeks ago i saw um no lie i saw a lady jump off uh the the long beach bridge now this was the uh the third or fourth time ever i seen a a person commit suicide on on the har i saw three people commit suicide in the in the harbor area in the green bridge but this was the first time i seen um a lady um parked on the side and uh she was uh sitting down and she just fell and um i was shocked you know and a lot of people were slowing down and uh they almost caused an accident uh, a lot of people saw then um when I was coming back from work a little early, I saw um, a lot of the the cops were there, and uh, it's it's pretty sad, you know. Uh, you know things don't go your way in life, and that's most. I think that's the easy way to to kill yourself. And I I was just shocked. It kind of mind fucked me when I went to work at the same the same night at work. Um, 
you know, our, our, where I work at, it's, um, it's haunted. And, uh, you see, I, there's times I saw black figures. Um, there's times where I saw, uh, you know, things closing the, the freezer doors, uh, a lady, uh, screaming, closing the dairy door, um, in the hallway, we if we have an empty empty hallway to you know we put the pallets to load in and everything and there's fences on top and uh, I was doing the spice rack just pulling some stuff out and I kind of felt like a little funny smell um and I felt like you know when you feel like someone's watching you that's what I felt like um so when I was pulling the spice rack I I, I smelled something really really funky and when I looked up, I saw like a a little girl staring at me. It was really, really creepy, but I'm gonna get to it later. But when I saw this little girl, um, she didn't have no regular eyes. She had black eyes. It was very, very creepy. There's been there's been a lot of crazy stuffs been happening um, for some kind of reason. Um, I don't know what, but I feel like with the harbor area, it's very negative. Um, there's a there's a lot of history. Um, I I found out. I'm not gonna mention where, but in San Pedro, you know, there's there was a lot of Indian burial grounds and uh, and a lot of fallen soldiers, and uh, they put apartments and everything around, and you can just feel this negative energy this you could feel this present and where i work at it's very negative and there i i, I talked about a while back but there's a park i'm not going to mention and um there's a lot of weird stuff that happens a lot of weird you could just feel like i shouldn't be here um i heard stories of people dying uh devil worshiping um, serial killers luring women to be raped and bodies being found. But it looks like a beautiful park in the daytime, but at night, it's very, very, very creepy. And that's what I feel like when I go to work, because I go to work overnight from like sometimes 10 p.m. or 11, p- 11 uh, p.m. to like 7.30. But when I go and I have to take the Long Beach Bridge, I can just already feel like a negative energy. And um, I, I think I never talked about this, but um, I was really freaked out. I almost uh, crashed my car. <sighs> and I, uh, this was like three months ago, and I was driving to work like I always do. And um, when I was putting in my music, my battery died. And uh, on my phone, it was just I charged. It was at a hundred, and just a matter of minutes, my my phone went to a a hundred percent, all the way until three percent. It just ate up my battery, and I was like, "What the heck?" Maybe it was my keyboard. I didn't charge it, but I know I did. And when I was driving, um, it, I saw in my rear view, like my mirror, um, there was a passenger behind me. There was a person in the backseat of my car just staring at me. It was very, very creepy uh, as a black figure. Um, I just didn't see this person's face. It was, it was, when I could tell, it was very, very creepy. It smelled funny. I just felt like I was just driving. It's like, okay, I know I didn't see shit. I know I didn't see shit. And it it was that. And, you know, lately there's been um some personal things that came on in my life. And I had to take a break and everything and I feel like sometimes you think like 
have I been cursed? Have I been this? Have I been that? You know, I haven't been myself. And, you know, there's a lot of things that happens um, around where I live at. And um, sometimes you might see orbs. Sometimes you might hear demonic uh, growls or voices or, you know, people when you're sleeping. You, I Sometimes I can't even sleep at night. You know, I feel like there's someone watching me. I think I talked about it on on Freak Tales podcast with Tony A. Shouts to him. Um, when I was little, I must have been like six or seven years old when I was living in Widmas, uh, Wilmington, California. Um, I heard some voices. And um, when I was little, I was crying. And when I was, I woke up my eyes, I saw a demonic uh, figure staring at me, like just watching me in my bed. Like it was like, you know, when when a person's crawling on the floor and want to just kind of scare him like peekaboo, like it was kind of like that. And that was the first time ever I saw a demonic spirit. And uh, it was I'll never forget. And it was really, really creepy. And that's what I felt. There's times I have sleepless nights. Um, There was also um, a time where um, I I had these uh, burnt marks and everything on my back everything I had to had to be blessed and um I'm, I had some scratches um you know on my arm on my back you know my my family had to pray for me uh three scratches um you know mark of the trinity you know it was a demonic spirit and everything I had to be blessed I think in a way were with my family from my mom and my dad's side um you know, there and back then there were alcoholics and playboys and, you know, here and there. And a, a lot of my family, they go to church. They needed it. And I always feel like there is always going to be demonic spirits or, or or anything that's kind of try to break the family apart, you know, and everything. I Maybe it's out to get me. But the thing is, um, there's always going to be people around me who care and, and pray for me. You know, they really, really prayed. And I, I think I talked about it one time in an episode. Um, you know, I felt like there was a demonic spirit or anything watching and it just kind of vanished. And all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, my dad calls me. He's like three or three o'clock in the morning, which is the witching hour. Hey, hey, son, I just wanted to let you know I was, I was praying for you. I was thinking about you. I just felt something I had to pray for you and stuff. And it was really it was really, really creepy. And those are things like that. And, um, you know, where where I live at, you know, um, um, I had to bless this house where I live. And because there was a there was an accident, you know, uh, a little girl, um, she was taking a shower and she slipped and hit her head, cracked her head and died. And uh, the the mother and the husband were living and they they had this grief and until the husband was like, this is too much. And he uh, left the, he left the wife and she was very depressed and she took her own life. And, uh, you know, I had to really bless the house. And there was a time where, you know, when I was blessing the house, I saw, like, you know, your own shadow. And I felt like my shadow wasn't moving how I was moving and uh, had a blessed um, the house and everything until, um, you know, I was cleaning the walls and and I felt like something I saw like a a weird figure hand moving and when I 
through like holy water like the steam came out of the wall it was like kind of vanished and stuff it was it was very creepy and um but ever since then you know it nothing's been going on you know um is this sometimes in a way um i don't know if you ever been like you have dreams like you're you're in another century or this or, or whatever but sometimes you know you, who knows if you're you've been possessed who knows if maybe there's a person out there is trying to focus on you to maybe you know maybe solve a murder or maybe tell people this is what happens or maybe they're maybe they're they died and they're stuck and they have nowhere else to go to heaven or hell who knows maybe they're just looking for answers who knows Sometimes I always feel like that when I sleep. I feel like someone needs a help. Someone needs a voice, you know, or I mean, I I, just, I really don't know. But I was uh, a while back, me, me and my uh, me and my lady, we went hiking and uh, we went to um, Hacienda Heights and uh, we went hiking and everything. And when you get to the top, you know, around the other side is Turbos Canyon hear all this uh urban legends these ghost stories and all that stuff i don't know what lured me but um i never talked about this but uh two weeks ago um i had a day off i couldn't sleep it was about 12 o'clock in the morning i don't know what what made me go but i was very 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 curious uh, around 12 o'clock i drove all the way to whittier and went to uh, Turbos Canyon. Now, Turbos Canyon is the most creepiest uh, canyon where they have... It's a road. It goes everywhere by, by Whittier. I think Whittier is the most haunted city of all of, uh, all of L.A. There's a lot of creepy stuff. Well, Turbos Canyon, you know, there's been a plane crash, UFOs, uh, devil, devil worshipping... Uh, Ku Klux Klan, uh, Spaniards slaughtered Indians, uh, portals to hell, portals to another dimension. Um, just a lot of weird stuff. And for some kind of reason, when I went to go to Whittier to go to Turbos Canyon, and when you go to these roads, they're like, there's no ramps to, you know, if you get into a, a car wreck, you know, ramps to like, you know, your car is not going to fall off the edge. There's, they don't have some they do, some they don't. And they're very curvy and stuff, and and also there's a, there's an asylum over there that it burned down, and and also the plane crash, but also uh, orphan kids were being disappeared and being sacrificed, finding uh oh somewhere on Torbos Canyon of uh, little kids' bones being sacrificed. So a lot of things like that. And when I went driving over there, I must got there around 1 o'clock in the morning. And I went driving. It's about 16 to maybe, I think, about 18-mile drive and going to the next city. But it's like a, like a back road. I don't know what. I felt like I was in a trance. I felt like when I was driving, I was like, what the heck? And um, for some kind of reason, you rarely see cars. So if you have a, if you have an empty tank of, if you have an empty tank of gas and you're going, you're fucked. You, and luckily, I had a full tank. So I would just... For some kind of reason, I was driving and driving, and that um, for some kind of reason, um, I got freaked out because when I was driving, my my car, 
uh, my battery shut off and I was stuck and my phone, um, stupid me, I was at a hundred and I forgot to bring my, uh, my charger and my battery was almost at 9%. And I was really screwed because I forgot my cord to charge it. My battery died and it's pitch black. And I was like, oh my God, I'm screwed. And I was kind of stuck there for like maybe 30 or 40 minutes. Now, was it a sign for me to go? I don't, I, I just really don't know. But I was like really, really weirded out because when it was pitch black, um, pretty much in a way, you know, um, I can't see anything. And, you know, there's, I had to park my car on the side. I didn't see cars, you know, like past one to here, but they would just take off. You know, like, what the heck is this guy doing here? Like one or two o'clock in the morning. And it was pitch black. And for some kind of reason, I was like looking from afar. And I don't know, I saw like this this black figure coming towards me or something with red eyes. And I was like, what the heck is that? You know, looking and looking. It must have been like pretty far, but it felt like it was coming close. It was like, it, it was like walking really. It's like, it was like speed walking. And I was like, oh my God, what did the fuck I just get myself into? And all of a sudden, you know, it it was coming towards me and coming towards me. Then all of a sudden, when it was coming towards me, uh, there was a car on the other side of the the section um, had the lights on. And when I saw when he um, the the black figure of the red eyes coming towards me, when the other car on the other side was coming, um, it disappeared and that car stopped. And um, it's like, what are you doing here? Like my car died. Um, I need to jump and everything. And it was, it was a white couple and maybe, I don't know, but I, my car started and, um, you know, it gave me a jump and, uh, I, for, for some kind of reason, I just went back home and, um, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about that. And I wanted to make sure my battery was okay. And my and I went to the mechanic. He's like, "Hey, can you check my battery? See if it's good." I was like, "Yeah, your battery's good. It's it's brand new. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, that's weird." And I said, "Can you check my starter, my alternator?" It's like, "Yeah, everything's good." It's like weird. I don't know what, but maybe I'm thinking of maybe it was eating up my battery, eating up the car, anything maybe to manifest itself. I I really don't know, but. I think it, since then, you know, I, I, I don't know what guys and ladies, but I was very, very, very curious, and I think that will be the last time I ever go to Turbos Canyon ever again. I'll go hiking in the daytime, but I just hear a lot of weird things happen at night and everything, and and that was that was that was dumb dumb on my on my part to go one o'clock in the morning try to go ghost hunting because you know everyone brings their cameras and this, but. If you don't have anything, you know, your mind can play tricks on you. But I saw what I saw with the black figure with the red eyes. It was very, very creepy. And uh, that will that will forever haunt me to the day I die. Um, also, where I live at, you know, there's an alley. And uh, so it's, it's where I live. It's very hoodie. A lot of homeless people and everything. And uh, I was sleeping. And um, um, this happened in around August. So, you know, August is like the Indian summer. It was really, really hot. And, um, you know, I heard some screaming, you know, it, 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 you could tell if a person screaming, if it's a human, human scream, it didn't sound like a human scream. It, it sounded like a demonic scream. 
Um, it was very creepy because I heard some growling and everything. From them. I, I don't know why it was really creepy. And um, I had my window open. I was like, what the fuck is that? It was like I heard some growling. I went outside and I saw like four homeless people. And I was like, yo, you okay? And one of the homeless people just turned around and just stared at me like, yeah, I think I'm going to go back inside because the person's face did not look human-like. And I don't know if this person was possessed, anything, but I think we just locked eyes for like 10 seconds or maybe that that person knew like I I shouldn't be I shouldn't go upstairs to confront me you know maybe there's people praying for me you know coming from a christian home and everything and they kind of like stared and just walked away and everything and um you know ever since then you know I it, 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 it those eyes will forever haunt me it was very creepy and it's just that his face didn't look it didn't look human like it looked like like he was possessed but who knows i mean there's a lot of weird homeless people do drugs and everything but we don't know what's going on and and that's one of the reasons i'm going to be moving out it's just a lot of weird stuff's going on um creepy creepy stuff and uh but the growling was very demonic i can tell it was very demonic but those eyes oof it was really creepy and you know lately i've been seeing a lot of orbs um you know i don't know for some kind of reason when you take pictures or here or you see little orbs passing by like who knows if they're just using like i said you know earlier uh using your energy or using battery anything just to manifest himself or talk it, i i get that a lot you know i see a lot of orbs and i'm like I remember one time I went, I took a picture. It was at night in Whittier. I went to a park. Um, I'm not going to mention the park's name, but it's an Indian burial ground park and they put apartments and everything and stuff. And I took a picture. I must have counted, I, I want to say about 50 to 40 orbs. There was a lot of weird stuff. And I don't know, for some kind of reason, like Whittier just has a very creepy, it's very negative i feel like i just feel like a lot of a lot of indians died over there from the spaniard times you know a lot of massacres and everything and um you know the ku klux klan hanging black people it's just you can just feel it's very sad very 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 sad and going to pasadena you know the suicide bridge and seeing it's there's some weird stuff you know and uh you know a lot of people always tell me like what about Long Beach? You know, the Queen Mary. There's some creepy stuff at the Queen Mary. And also the Sunnyside Cemetery on Willow and Orange. But, um, man, there's just like some weird... But I don't know what. But I just feel like when you go to the Long Beach New Bridge. Like you're going from Ocean Boulevard. Then you're going straight to the bridge. And it's, it, it's very negative. I just seen a lot of people... For some kind of reason, seeing that lady just commit suicide, I don't even know what that lady was thinking. I don't know why that lady jumped, but you just see it from time to time in the newspaper, in the in the in social media. You know, you see cops. Another person died. Another person died, and just a lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. And um, I want to talk about something as well. Um, 
I'm going to talk about, you know, a mind's playing tricks on you. Now, I've seen people that have like little monkeys on their back. What I mean by little monkeys, like de- demonic spirits hanging. There's a lot, you know, and uh, I see that from time to time. And I'm not going to mention, but um, there was a family member that I saw I went over and um, this person um, had like two black figures hanging on top and I would just kind of weird it out. And she says, what are you doing? Why are you staring at me? I, I was just completely shocked because um, this person's very negative, always, always very negative. And because of that, um, I just kind of left the living room and just kind of did my own thing. And and I think there's always times I just can't go to certain people's places because there's just so much negativity. Like they kind of brush it off and I just kind of feel like the negative energy can really possess certain people and 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 I don't want to be around that. And I felt like this person was too I could tell this person was was in herself was very like I felt like she was in a trance I felt like evil mean I just couldn't be around that stuff and I was like it was just sad to seeing people like that being like it's almost like the demons are the are the puppet masters and we're and we're the the puppets and they're you and they have strings to do and you say, hey, you want you to do this, want you to do that. Some creepy stuff. I've seen that a lot. And also, I remember this one. I just remembered, I didn't talk about it in any of the ghost story episodes and all, but I, I remember when I was little, I must have been about 10 years old. My mom and I, we would go visit um, some of my family up in the Central Valley in, in Modesto, California. We take the Amtrak and everything. And my mom and I sometimes would stay at stay at my aunt's house. And um I thought in a way my mom my I thought my I thought in a way my mom was okay, she's she's gonna relax and so I'm gonna take a nap and everything. Didn't know my mom left with my with my aunt, which is my mom's sister. And it was only me. I thought in a way my mom was there. And also my mom's sister's daughter was there in the other room. And um, when I went to, you know, I always been a mama's boy. And I thought my mom was sleeping in the, river, uh, in the living room. And uh, I'll never forget this. I, I never want to tell my mom that she would really, really freak out. Um, it was about like 8, o'clock, 8 p.m. and... My, I thought my mom was there, but she was with my with my sister take, taking care of some stuff. So I thought in a way, I thought I saw my mom in the living room. And my mom was taking a nap. And um, for some kind of reason, when I got close to her, um, there was a really stench. A really, really funky, funky stench. And the the smell of the, of the stench got really, really, it, it got worse. And I wanted to, I, I always want to bug people. So when I went up to her, that it was my mom, I tried to pat, like, hey, mom, wake up, I'm hungry. When I 
pushed her shoulder to wake up. She woke up and turned around, looked at me, and I could, I screamed. I was scared. I was frozen. That was not my mom. When her face looked really weird, and her eyes were all black, and it was very demonic, and I kind of felt like she was trying to grab me and didn't want to let go. And I kind of scream and, and try to, I felt like I was paralyzed. I felt like I was just staring at her. I couldn't move my mouth. I couldn't move. I couldn't run or anything. I was stuck. And I was like, and all of a sudden, um, when, um, I was trying to call my, my mom's sister's daughter to help, um, I think she was already coming open the door. By the time I turned to to look in the hallway to see uh, my my cousin coming, when I turned around, um, that you know I, my mom or whoever that was uh, disappeared. And right after that, whatever that was that disappeared, which I thought it was my mom, but it could have been a demonic spirit disguising or trying to pretend to be my mom. Um, 10 or 15 minutes later, uh, my mom and my aunt came and I was just scared. And my mom looked and was like, why are you scared? I'm like, I was crying nonstop. My hands were shaking. My mom was like trying to come for me. And um, that's when my mom got really scared. And my mom uh, called her brothers. My my my, uh, my two uncles are pastors at a church. And they prayed for me and everything. And I told my mom, do not leave me. Do not leave me. And uh, my mom come for me the whole the whole night. I was scared, and I never forgot that. And it was really traumatizing. And I'm always thinking to myself, why is it that certain people see things, but no one believes us? You know, like when Tony A talks about it, I talk about it. Is there something that we're gifted that we see that people don't? Who knows? Or is it because there's demonic? spirits or anything trying to break up the family or this or there's anything and I feel like if that if I didn't have a if my family didn't go to church how would my life be how would I be as a person so sometimes I mean I'll be honest I haven't been to church for a long very very long time but I still pray to God I still you know say hey I'm thankful I'm here and everything and I try to keep it very positive I know from times times get hard from you know from what's going on in our world world today but you know I still pray for him and I don't know but that um that really that really uh that really haunted me I could have sworn that that was my mom but you know that was a demonic spirit you know maybe mocking or pretending to be my mother it was with black eyes and features like that but yeah, that's pretty much about it, guys. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, it with the ghost stories and everything. And I hope you like the episode um, with my guest, again, Rick the Creeper, the host of the Creepcast podcast. And I hope you uh, I hope you like these stories I talked about. These are not make-believe. Uh, these are real, real stories. And... Uh, I just want to say happy Halloween and uh, much love and shout outs to everyone listening and keep on subscribing to the Mega Man's podcast. And also, please rate and review. Just leave a comment. If it's stars, 
comment to better the podcast and everything, all right? Well, I got to go. Talk to you guys later. Happy Halloween. Woo!